MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to talk about sex. Let's talk about sex oh, wow. Yeah. Casey queued up some music for me. I saw an interesting, and this this has to do with, with sex and also chores. Okay. Um, so hopefully sex is not a chore for you. Uh, but according to this uh, poll that was done with Kelton Global, 20% of the the uh, people polled said that they would give up sex for a year if it meant not having to do the dishes. Wow. Okay, yeah. so they, they, there's always some sort of uh, variation on this theme, which is... Can you incite people to complete their chores with the promise of sex? Remember, that was an issue a while ago. Uh, I would do um, the opposite on this. I would do dishes for a year if it meant more sex. Wow. You know? I don't okay. mind. Dishes yeah. are like the least. Like, I will clean <sighs> all of the dishes. Um, I hate, for whatever reason, I hate emptying the dishwasher. Okay. <laughs> like I, I knew someone, Kathy, who would purposely never use her dishwasher Simply because she hated un- unloading it. I mean, you so should... she would hand wash all her dishes and put them away as she was doing them, just to avoid emptying. The I wish dishwasher. I would have taken a picture. I wish we were going to have this. Com- I knew we were going to have this conversation. Um, so you have all those sex pics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really wanted to send nudes uh-huh. to you guys, and this would have been the perfect reason. No, um, I just this past weekend there was so much in the sink, and I wa- I washed it all and put it on the counter because the dishwasher was full and clean, and I didn't want to put it away. This shows you where our mindset is at and our current state in life. We've just sort of moved into a dishwasher discussion from sex. Yes. But um, right? I'll say this, Preston, to that point. We are, Our dishwasher wasn't working for the longest time, and so we're hand-washing everything. And then when it came back online, I just remember looking at, at Claire going... This is the way it should be. Uh, you can put it in the machine and it'll clean it for you. I would like to see Kathy's version of full sink versus my version of full <laughs> oh, sink. Oh, yeah. I'm no, sure it's, it's much way it's different. Way different. It yeah. is. Put the spoon in here. By the way, I, I'm all for <laughs> using the dishwasher uh, as opposed to hand washing. And I, I saw a, uh, and, and my wife would rather like cram the dishwasher as oh, I hate that. full as it could possibly yeah. get. Come Not on. everything gets clean, of course, what ends up happening. But I, I saw a stat in, in, of course, a dish detergent commercial. Of course. Like, uh-huh. You use way less water. You waste way less water if you use the dishwasher. And I'm like, there you go. So right. we try- I don't have to fill it all the way up. I can just fill it most of the way up and start it up. I agree with you. So mm-hmm. I, we tried this new detergent that they're advertising. Again, this is how pathetic we are. Uh, this detergent says you can just take it without even washing it off in the sink. And just put it right into the dishwasher, and it will clean everything. I'm like, really? Like, like, like? I mean, just if you fried something, and it, and uh, we put it, there's no way it could work. No way it could work. And guess what? It doesn't. Uh, now, uh, exactly. You can't leave too much chunky stuff. No, well, can't. the commercial specifically says you I know, can do but that. What I'm saying, yeah, yeah. it'll clean them, yeah. but but uh, it all ends up at the base of your of your yeah. dishwasher, mm. and then you got to go and you got to clean that. Up. That's, still, it's not good for your dishwasher. No. I still don't think that, Steve, I'm, I'm with you. I use three uh-huh. different things in the dishwasher that claim that, <laughs> right. it's, don't worry, there's not going to be anything Don't need to there. rinse it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, not even rinse it, just like, because I, I rinse everything, yeah. and I know there's been stories, oh, you don't have to, whatever. I, I rinse everything. And then I put it in the dishwasher, and there's still stuff left on some of the plates or, like, the spoons or, or whatever. And I, 
I'm not kidding. I put three separate things in the dishwasher. You're like a chemist. And yeah. it doesn't work. I essentially wash the dishes before I even put them in the dishwasher. I don't even know why I even... I, I actually... Much? Soap? Um, it depends. Okay. I mean, if you're talking about, like, uh, something that's got, like, a lot of crud on it, like the, right. the, the pans and stuff like that, I will definitely use soap. Because I think once over with a, with a sponge makes sense. But, like, uh-huh. if you're going to wash them... I yeah, assen- why then well, do you not wash them? I essentially, just- I don't, I barely even use the dishwasher. Well, okay. if, if I'm doing the dishes, I'm like, I'm just going to do the dishes, which is weird because when I was a kid, I always used the dish. We never hand washed. But we also had to, do you guys, uh, we had to roll the dishwasher out. Right? So right. our dish- dishwasher oh, sure. kind of like sat in the pantry. Yeah. And we had to roll it out and then hook it up to the sink. Old school. Old school. Yeah. We, we, we had one like that for a brief period. And that dishwasher actually got the dishes clean. Let me uh, ask you that. So dishwashing's not your your uh, chore at home? No. What would, no we what try would to you, make it the kids' chore. What would you um, give up Give up that as the original proposal yes. was? What would you give up sex for a year uh, to avoid doing? As um, a chore. Chore around the house. Uh, I, I, um, folding laundry. Yeah. I hate it. Hate it. So hate you, you, you it. Give up, would you give up sex for a year? <laughs> now, mind you, no. both your hands work. None of it. Nope. I know. You both could still pleasure work. yourself. You can definitely still do that. But no, I couldn't give it up for a year, man. I'm that's surprised, Kath. That well, because of your organizational skills and your desire well, for that's neatness. The, that's the thing. I don't like the way anybody else folds. So oh. I, re, I refold so everything. You have to do it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, here's the text that says I became a master plumber, carpenter, and electrician in exchange for sex with my wife. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I got that. <laughs> Somebody else texted in and said, uh, My wife hates unloading the dishwasher. I love, and, and uh, they, they're the opposites. He oh. says that's why I married her. Oh, perfect uh, match. Is because he 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 likes unloading and oh, she likes filling. Great. There you go, right? That's perfect, yeah. yeah. I'm a good filler, I have to say. Any any chore that you guys did? Well, Kathy said folding laundry. Blacksmithing. The cat, smithing, the cat uh, uh, litter box. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, yeah. that's kind of least oh, that's a bad one. Do you have one? one? That, uh, um, one box? I yeah. one, one cat, one box. Right. Yeah, I, so, know, I know you're on a different planet. But still, I, I, I always say this, whether it's one or 13 or 14, no no, no one, one digs the cat. No one likes it. Oh, boy. Yeah, but I've <laughs> just, I've given it up. Like, I'll, I'll do, I'll do like three chores in order to get out of doing that one chore. You know, so that's how much I hate doing <laughs> you know, that one. You know what I keep doing, though, is, and, and my wife complains. Uh, so she'll do it in the morning, and then I keep. I don't want to do it right before I go to bed. You know, I don't want right. to. I don't want to do it with thirteen cat boxes. So I end up bumping it earlier and earlier oh, in the do it, day. Like, right after she want, does. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the cats are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> we we do. There is somebody who listens to the show who who is a like a fabricator, right? He he is somebody who's actually able to make things right, like out of plastic and stuff. I'm fairly certain we would talk to a guy. Okay. A haberdasher? Or? No, 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 no. So what this guy, I need him to make is is a, 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 a basically a mesh lid that you would put on top of a cat box. Gotcha. And then you would put a cat box on top of that. And all you would have to do is oh. flip the lid, do a little bit of sifting like a you're sieve. sifting for gold. Yeah. And then all of your turds and piss are sitting on that mesh. <laughs> and so then you're done. Here's the deal. The it, it wouldn't, even with the best litter, you'd still have to do a little bit of scraping. Yeah. So, so in theory, so there are cat boxes that work on that theory. One of the, like one, of the one of the first electric cat boxes sort of used that theory. But at a certain point, and we use the best litter around, I believe, Arm and Hammer, Kitty 
litter, you're still going to have to get in there a little bit and yeah. do a little scoopage. Forget the sex talk. This is way more interesting. Um, Steve, I have a question. I have sure. uh, side peers. The yes. cats pee, like, kind of to the side. Okay. So I need, like, a, almost like a dome or something or something. They with- have them. Uh, not all cats like I that, know, though, because they feel the they feel they are. Some cats feel they are very vulnerable, and they want to be They're able like to cats. see everything. Right? I know. So, so what, what do we do? have done is we have hung um, like runner mats by by hooking into the wall around the cat box area. So even if it does breach the wall, it's just hitting the, the plastic. Yes, and then you <clears> take <throat> that and wash it. Right, and 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 it actually it, it works very well. Okay, so here's this. This could forget the sex. Or this talk could about touch litter. your nerve. I know. Now we're talking about laundry and litter and, and dishes. Awesome. Let's talk about kitties. Let's talk about doing the dishes. Let's talk about turds and bits and folding laundry and the desperate beings we become. All your turds and piss. All right, listen to this. This we talk kitty litter. This this uh, text says, "I'm with Kathy. I hate." The way my husband folds clothes and the way he loads the dishwasher and the way he puts them away in the cabinet, too, it makes me want to smother him in his sleep. <laughs> do you want to know how I know? My wife does it in a very in a very tactful way. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Like, if I, whatever, if I'm oh, doing when you're something. doing it wrong, here, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Here, I'll do I that. think that's I know. Can... So what am I effing up? <laughs> so I never... Like my dad would always say, you're doing it half-assed, and and uh, and I never understood how he truly felt until I became a father. And I'm like, oh my god! And I've thrown a couple of other expletives in there besides half-assed, but. Um, uh, I think my kids purposely do a terrible job, so I don't ask them to do it anymore. <laughs> but, you but, know you did as a kid. Yeah, so with my son and the way he was doing dishes, I said, dude, you are going to, this is going to be your job exclusively. Until you get it right? Until you do a good oh. job, and then I will then pass it off. So when it comes to, to folding laundry, here's the deal. When I was when I was a, a younger, I started to take a uh, uh, an IQ test, an intelligent quotient test. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so part of that are like shapes and things like that. <laughs> okay, that you know go together and and so on. You know, like the square peg and yeah, all, yeah, all that yeah. thing. I'm just not good at that. Yeah, it's just not it's not your thing. I'm stupid. Okay, so and and I think intelligent. I'm, I don't think I'm very intelligent because of that. I, I don't remember what my score was. So so things like folding shapes, folding. Laundry and so on. My wife has a very specific way that she folds, like our dish towels and stuff like that. And I can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> she showed me before and folding regular towels too. Uh, I have my way; she has her way, and we just we can't. I we don't you. see eye to eye. I, I don't know how to do it. I'm I'm not that. I can strong a folder. <laughs> I can make you feel better. When I was going to uh, go to take an IQ test, I thought it was a. DQ test. Oh, we're going oh, to dairy oh, dairy That's how um, stupid I am. No ice cream? No. I would have been pissed. Just a number two pencil. Do you guys um, follow um, Simon Holland? I feel like you do, Case. Do you? I know Instagram? that name. All right. He just posts like these these funny memes and stuff, but he just posted the other day, sorry you finally folded in thirds only for your wife to tell you we now roll the towel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the rolling the towel thing became a thing. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't realize that. So, and and I I actually kind of like it. It's easier. Oh yeah, no, we don't do the roll thing. Yeah, we, we do, do the roll. I, I fold. I think I fold in thirds. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah. I, I can't so when you believe do, when you do a sh- like a shirt, mm-hmm. uh, like like a, sh- a short sleeve. Uh, so here's the, the the body of the shirt. I take the the sleeve, fold that part <laughs> over by a third, 
If you obviously fold that over by a third and, and then, then fold. fold the collared part yeah. up. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's what right? I do. Like the gap. Like you're right. doing it like a store wall. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And that's that's fine and acceptable. Right. If it's just going in the drawer, you, you don't have to do it that way. T-shirts, right? right? T-shirts. Yes. All right, here's the deal, and guys. And suits. That's how I fold my suits. This is what I'm going to tell you to do. And this is what I've been doing for the past couple of years. Just hang your T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Hang your yeah, T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. No, I have, I, I have too many T-shirts. I went exclusively to hanging my T-shirts. With those little velvet-like uh, hangers. Because then you go digging through the drawer. Uh, no, no, uh-huh. you know. I, I want to show you a way not to dig through the drawer. Give me the T-shirt. But hang on. Did you see the way By I the folded way, this? Yeah. That's this, not a, was, this originated as a sex talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad fold, right? It's not a bad fold. But no, it's that. fine. It's show, great. I want to show you a trick. And if so, uh, I mean, listen, if you have a big enough closet that you can hang your T-shirts, then obviously you're going to see all of them. But yeah. um, so right. this is what I do with Jace's drawer because it was becoming a disaster and so now he can open the drawer he can look in it and he can see every t-shirt okay now okay. i will do my best to describe what kathy is doing so I'm she's doing, i'm doing what steve said like the right. the thirds like folding the okay yep. the shirt and thirds okay yep hold on this is a little messy but all right yeah we get it okay, okay. so so we're gonna fold it like that yeah and, and then, then fold it again in fold half. Fold it again in half, and it goes in the drawer like this. So you can see so you the can display see on the, the shirt. You can see a little bit of the design uh-huh. on the shirt. And like then you don't lay them flat. You stand them up vertically, right. but you need other shirts to hold them up in order to be Wait right. a second. So just, How are you storing that? Like that. Just like that. But she would she would put a whole bunch of them, like files. And cray I mean? cray. And yeah. if it's a, so this is a little bit, that's how I do Jace's small shirts. If, if you have a guy's okay. shirt, there's a different way that you can fold it that it will fit in the drawer. I like that. Um, yeah, let me fold because I want to see if this is acceptable in your That's world. still more work than do hanging Do you put up. snacks in your bras? <laughs> no, but I used to put my chapstick there in college. <laughs> yeah. Is this Going to the bar. like this? No. Wow. No, that's not acceptable. I'll tell you that right now. Pal. Uh, yeah, so Nick and that... <laughs> Nick, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, Kathy, I mean, though. A little neater, but yeah. Yeah, like, like yeah, a yeah. human. Maybe like a human. Right. Hang on. What? Instead of a baboon oh folding God, clothing. I was trying to do it as fast as possible, jerk off. Folding laundry <laughs> on the radio. Yeah, like oh, my God. Rock and roll! Yeah. Forever, Kathy! <laughs> Look, then One you more can, fold at the end. Then you can put it in the drawer yeah, right. that way. Just a little smaller. All right, come on over. All right, so this is an easy way. This is how, <laughs> is how I pack for uh, for trips and whatnot. Okay. But I'm going away with the girls. By the way, uh, those of you on YouTube are getting something out of this because you can watch this, no, this taking place. This and is the easiest way. Now Casey fold. is uh, using a chair. Well, I need a better. I need a better. Where's our chair? folding table? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I just go like boom. That's how I pack. No. What? No. Then you have the sleeves. Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Sleeves, yeah. The sleeves are all askew. Uh, it's go. horrible. Suck on that, a hole. Uh, it's alright, but it's too long for a it's, suitcase. It's big. No, it's, it's you're not. gonna you're gonna have bad crease marks. How many uh, hangers do you have? Case, do you oh think? Oh my god! Oh, dude, I, have uh, I got two hangers right here. Oh, uh, um, oh my god! Casey brought it back to the ball. Um, you know what? I asked my wife. I want to see a picture. Oh my! I asked my wife to send a picture because my picture, your hangers. How many times? How many times do you fold your your pants over? So I try fold those. Okay. Oh, I do too. I fold it in half and then one more. I do that as well. Well, you fold it in half, half right. right and then in half, half yeah 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 half right. again. so that you have them and then i want to see the the designs on them i hang know, my like, like juicy i want to make sure that's on the back <laughs> your rhinestone <laughs> hang on I let, hang let me socks. go to i'm gonna go to andrew hey andrew you're on the air good morning Gadzooks. Gadzooks. what's up man 
So I worked in a retail store for years down the shore. And, you know, they taught us you have to fold it at the collar so that you had the design and it showed the front and everything like that. Yes. And it, it has gone into the way that I fold laundry. Okay. My fiance will not fold it that way. She folds it where she, she rolls it over and the sleeves match and then folds it underneath. It drives me up. That's kind of the way Casey was doing it here in our studio. So, okay, so, and that drives you crazy? It drives me Okay, insane. question, is she folding your laundry that way or her laundry that way? <laughs> so... She has always done the, the mix of the whites and the blacks and the colors and the whatever. Okay, the I separating. Throw, I just throw everything in the laundry. So I do it, everything gets done. If she does it, she only does, you know, what's hers. She only does it the right way. <laughs> I Everything goes in at the same time for me. I do my laundry. and <laughs> do you use cold water? I don't know. I throw it in there. I don't know. I throw it in there. The washer senses Thanks, itself how much water it needs it's to It's self-aware. It's self-aware. That's cool, right? Yeah. That's like a new uh, I haven't, yeah. I haven't had bleeding colors in a long, long time. Me neither. Uh, I think they've I think These they've colors don't run, that, right? Well, I was, yeah. Well, because America. I'll accidentally throw a white shirt in with the darks, and I'm like, oh, my God. And meanwhile, it's fine. Yeah. Dude, I had my, my friend Danny, his dad, did. I, I left a shirt over there. It was one of my all-time favorite Where t-shirts. Was it? it was Animal from, uh, from the... Sesame the, Street. The, from, yeah, the from Muppets. Uh, the, the Muppet Show. I was a drummer at the time in a yeah. band, and he freaking went from white to pink. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Oh, my parents turned everything I owned that was white, pink. Oh. Both of them. And that really doesn't happen anymore. I've noticed. Yeah. I I've done I, little experiments. They have... The, the, I still the bleeding color thing is is a thing of the past. But correct? I still won't wash the and and if I won't wash the whites with with darker colors. And also, I for the first time washing a garment for the first time. Will you put maple syrup in it? No, I won't put it in with like other stuff <laughs> because I'm afraid it'll bleed. And like you said, right. it probably doesn't anymore. Hang on, have you guys ever heard of the Marie Kandu way oh, of yeah. folding laundry? I have talked not. About, yeah. Let me go to Jeff. Hey Jeff, good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going, guys? Good. What's up, buddy? Yeah, so my wife does does it that way. That way, it's like this feng shui way of folding the clothes. Like it drives me insane because she tries to get me to do it, and I just pretend like my arms don't work every time. <laughs> you, you, you have you have that. a full paralysis. She's the one who has the Netflix series. Tidy, that, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Elimination of stuff. And she's got a special yeah. way of folding laundry. Yeah, like she's a very she's a minimalist, right? Yes. Like yeah. It's, yeah. she's a special way of doing everything, but it's all designed to make there uh, less impact in your life, less clutter, that kind of thing. Okay. I I think a lot of this stuff Thanks, that she's yeah. doing though, it, to me, is you're you then start to lose time. You yeah. start to lose. Yeah, it looks very I know, laborious. but think about how good you'd feel when it's all <laughs> No, done. but I that would, would not. I, do. I love it. It's not tidy and put away and minimal and perfect. perfect. Yes. Um, you know, and my wife follows... She been, Kathy, you'd be a good drill instructor. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. My wife follows these people on, on Instagram, and, you know, there's this one lady. She just sits there, and she talks into the camera. She's folding her family's laundry, and, and so I watched with her the one time. I'm like, she's I not even... Do, my children. She's not even doing a good job, but, dude, she is now the breadwinner. Yes. Like, her because husband yes. quit the job. People watch her do... 
chores. Right? Yes. It's bizarre. Uh, the problem is it's going to be like a thousand other people who believe now that they can make a living. They can do chores. Yeah. Hey, Kath, by the um, way, we have a new uh, YouTube poll. This is the first time I think we've done one of these. Oh. Nick Murphy just sent me a text. Oh, no. And, yeah, so there's a YouTube poll of who folded it best. Uh, <laughs> right right now. Kathy's in the lead. Of course uh, she is. Yeah, so it's uh, Preston, Casey, Kathy, Nick. Uh, I am losing by a lot. Um, but uh, so if you were watching this on our YouTube channel, you can see who folded it, or you can vote for who hey, folded it the best. Place. Hey, uh, great. Hey. And that's my method. You use my method. Kathy, you fold your, use the same method. You fold your underwear, right? You know what? You don't uh, just nail it on the wall? <laughs> no, yes, I, I do. And I use my underwear drawer used to be like, like a regular drawer, but it's not so like much. Like a regular drawer. Well, you know what I mean? with every, Like the like the shirts all nicely in there. It's the, the underwear. The that gets closest to my hoo-hoo. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I had a kid, and there's no time for that. No, there's so, no so you time just, for you that. Just, you throw your underwear in a drawer, just toss it all in there? Yeah, I mean, it's all, all on, willy-nilly. on the left mm. side of the, and then there's other stuff like on that. the right side. So right here I, I have my underwear and sock drawer uh, sharing a, uh, so um, Preston, I also did the thing. I just bought the same socks. You know, That's so all you it do. doesn't matter. You're not you, then you're not yeah. matching them up, yep. and then I have my uh, my underwear is folded very nicely. This is Kate. We're looking at a picture of Casey's uh, um, closet, and you've got your colors arranged properly. That's your closet. That's yeah, closet. no, it's, it's not. Yeah, it very is. well organized. That well, is didn't you excellent, ha- Casey? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Happy. You had an organizer come over, didn't you? Well, so I had, yeah, the, um, and it was for, like, the Philly Home Show or whatever. Right. They came in, and oh, uh, they saying. they didn't organize it for me. What they did is they built, like, the, the shelving and the compartments and all that. And then, and then so I started in. that whole giant, the biggest part of my closet is, <laughs> because the biggest part of my wardrobe <laughs> is my T-shirts. <laughs> and... And so that has been my life for, gosh, at least five years now. As, as you pointed out, though, if you're going to do that, you have to have the edges w- where you don't get those bizarre, like, uh, shoulder bumps. Well, so those are the, the hangers. hangers. Hanger technology yeah. these days, Steve, <laughs> yeah. is amazing. I get my hangers at, like, TJ Maxx. Heavy hangers. Uh, heavy hangers at TJ Maxx or, like, Home Goods or whatever. <laughs> They're longer, and they have, like, a... Like a like a felt sort of velvet. Yes. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Those. Yeah. These must be oh, felt. I, love that. I, hate, I hate the felt ones, man, because the, the material sticks to it when you're trying to you get it God out of there. It's hard to get it off of there. Well, like when you're the old... hanging dozens of T-shirts at a time, you, you kind of get better at it. Are they all the same hangers? Yes, look at them. I'm yeah. Yeah, very impressed. Consistency. Yeah. I don't have that uh, option. My I have a smaller closet. You know, you're uh, in an older home. Right. Where, like, uh, right. So I, right. same thing when I was growing up, a, I have a butter churn in my closet. <laughs> like those, the, the people that were, you know, living in the late 1800s. Not a lot of T-shirts. They did, <laughs> you know, they kind of like wore the same clothes yeah. like every day. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, so there, I've had, I've owned this for seven weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Like I had a closet growing up, Steve. That was essentially it was just in the corner. Yeah, and it had like you could hang a couple of like you couldn't hang anything there. Get the dishwasher yeah. in there, right? Yeah, yeah. At it's one cool. point, my mother slept uh, in it. She no 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 no. Uh, when I had moved upstairs to the uh, to the attic, there were no closets up there, and strawberries and clothiers went out of business, or or they uh-huh. closed, and my mom got like a, a department store. Hanger. It was like a round. That works. And that's what I had. Oh, in the, if in you the had room. the room, yeah, to have that. In the, yeah, that'd be yeah. great. You could hide in those when you went. Mom went yes, shopping right. <laughs> in the mall. Hang on, I want to go. I to... hide in them now. <laughs> Where's Steve? John wants to talk about the Ranger roll. Oh, the Ranger roll. Way to fold laundry. I assume. <laughs> 
I assume it's a military way. They were really pushing boundaries this morning. Uh, <laughs> right before the segment, I told you guys, I'm like, I got like three or four sex stories that are going to tie together. Yeah. Been, uh, <laughs> Bill started with people who, who would give up sex for a year to do di- to not do dishes any longer, and it led to all your household chores <laughs> and how we do them. So, John, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, John? Uh, first time calling, so I was just uh, excited here. Welcome. <laughs> I, uh, I just wanted to let you uh, bring you up to speed on a ranger roll. It's a military method of uh, packing T-shirts. Um, okay. It's a little hard to explain over the air, but if you guys want to Google it or something. We're, we're looking at, at a video right now that we believe, knowing Connor, that is actually the ranger roll, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty cool method of doing it. It's not, you're not going to be able to see what the T-shirt says in the front, but you can fit a lot of T-shirts in a real small space. All right, well, so it's about it's about efficiency. Okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I, I need yeah. to see what, what I'm going to be It looks time-consuming. We'll take a look at this, but uh, but do you still do it, John? Yeah, I do it all the time. I will be packed on vacation and everything. I, I, I range and roll all my stuff. You okay. do T-shirts, you do pants, all kinds of stuff. So. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, it reminds <laughs> me, Steve, of when uh, on uh, the Brady Bunch, when Alice's twin sister yes. came and stayed with them, and she was a, a drill sergeant, right. and she showed them how to roll their socks up properly. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was kind me. of a bitch. Yeah, Kathy, yeah, but she yeah. was. Yeah. Over the weekend, Kathy, I had to fold uh, fitted sheets, <laughs> and oh. that was... You uh, know the trick? Uh, I know oh, the trick. Michelle showed me a... A, a fitted sheet well, fold one time, and I said, <laughs> "No, you're on your own, lady. There's the no trick. way I'm I am, doing that." I'm aces at the fitted sheet. Are you? Fold. Yeah. All right, maybe you can come over because my trick is uh, ball it up no. and put it in the drawer. <laughs> Wait, that works. Wait, Steve, you do the thing where you where you hand in like a puppet. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah. It folds it just like a flat sheet. No, it does. It does. It does. It doesn't in my house. You're a whore. Gravity doesn't work or something. You filthy whore. I want to go back to people in the armed forces and how they are so efficient with the things that they do. Like military corners and things like that? Well, not only that, I saw a guy who was a paratrooper, okay? And he had this how-to video on how to properly fold up and and, uh, and round up, uh, no, oh. a long extension cord. Because oh. he's like, he's you like, die if he jumped out of plane with that? Well, so you don't do that. You jump out with a parachute. Oh, okay. But step one. Step one, don't use this extension cord. This is for something else. Uh, no, but essentially, this it's he um, folds up his extension cords the same way that they would pack their chutes. And so he laid this all out, and he's like, because you know... You'll spend a little bit of time, you know, round, you know, the, yeah. the, the the extension cord up, and then it's still when you go to use it again, it gets all. Well, the, the, the difference was... is if you don't properly fold your underwear, you're not going to careen off a garbage truck going maximum velocity. Case, right. have you seen Rodney do it at the end of like a broadcast? No, with extension yeah. cords. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really impressive. He'll do it with computer cords, extension cords, and I'm like, however Rodney does it is the absolute right right way to do it, uh, and I can never replicate. Well, it. I wonder if that has to do with like the fire hoses. I bet it and, does. Yeah, because he's I, got training in it. Well, for for a shoot to Employment. Yeah. People, uh, you know, well, my, my, my brother-in-law has over like 1,100 jumps, you know, like right. he, oh, he, wow. lo- he loves it. He's since given it up now that he has uh, kids. But the um, uh, that whole process, you have to be very confident in how yeah. you fold that parachute. Yeah. Well, this guy, he had like a 100-foot extension cord, and yeah. he just you know, laid it on the ground. Jumped out of the plane. And then, <laughs> don't forget your parachute! <laughs> um, and then he was like, I mean... Surgical. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then, like, gave it, like, a, a little boom, a little yeah. punch to the ground. And Wait then, like, and then a kabooyah. Are you going to attempt to describe this? Because I have I, no idea how you, what I, you're I want about. Connor to find it because I can't. Just look under boom, boom, boom. You can't boom, describe boom. it? <laughs> 
right, I'm going to look that up. Check that out. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Let's go back to my room. See what comes up on YouTube when you right. type in boom, boom, boom. It probably is. Let's go back to my room. Um, I want you in my room. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go back to my room so we can do it all night. And you make it right. Oh, boom. Nick Murphy, Murphy, ladies and gentlemen, is hey in here with right. an extension cord. What's right. up, man? I want to show you this cable wrap thing. They teach us this in film school. Oh, and, all right. yes. All right. All right. Here we go. Interested to know. Do, do you cable. employ this yourself all the time? Yeah, you do it so the, the cable doesn't get damaged, so you right. don't wind up. And, and that's what a lot of people do. They pull, they, yeah. they tug and so, do undue stress on it. Right, so you take uh, your cable, and you're yeah. going to make a little loop, right? I see what you're doing. And then you take this, and instead of going the same way that you went, you go under... Like oh, that. Man. Oh, wow. oh, So you take that. And this will so keep over, it. over, under, over, under? Yep. So you do this. You give it a little twist. So it never. See, this is cable has already been damaged. And then once you do it like that, it'll retain Its that. proper form. And then. Oh, you, but you're right. You can see where it's already been wrongly bent. Yeah, exactly. So the idea so the is. The idea with it, right? And you should be able to, like, grab it like a lasso and, like, throw it out. And it goes straight out. Yeah. Straight out. Oh, yeah. 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 So so it's 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 under and over under and over. Yeah, exactly. Okay, All right, Connor, that makes sense. Connor, just forward loop and a backward loop. We've got the video to boom boom. Yeah. Let's go back. To and Nick is also uh, he likes uh, neatly folded shirts oh as well. So we uh, <laughs> real quick we we got rid. Of, I keep uh, our like socks and underwear in our like, yeah. um, atrium uh, nightstand oh, okay. table things. So we had like these big ones. They were this big, like three feet. And we dropped down to like a two foot one, and we we're like, all right, we got to get rid of the things we don't like. We got we like and like wrapped them up or you know fold them in a different way. And now I'm like, this is the way to do it. Like all my socks, right? Instead of like you know you just throw them in the yeah. thing. Now they're like almost like little like flowers in like a little like flower bed. It's so great. They sit like upright and like the underwear we're like rolling it like that. It's like everything is just condensed and minimal. And I'm like, oh, God, I do like that. Good. Everything is like now. perfect. You also don't have a dishwasher, I heard. No, we don't have a dishwasher. You just wash everything yeah. by hand. Yeah, dude, it's very zen-like. Put on a good album. Put on, you know, tell tell your, your smart speaker to play whatever you like, and you just get, like, 15 minutes to yourself, and you can, yeah. Just I don't see it as 15 out. minutes to myself. I see <laughs> I mean, it as like, having like, to do something. It's like three songs. So like um, three good songs, and you're done. Not in my house. I, um, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> three good songs. I can see what he's saying. What I will do is I'll put on music or do the same thing. I, I, I'm not as opposed I am just critiqued. I am not, I will get the once over on my cleaning capabilities and then I realize I'm not good at it. <laughs> Wait, can I tell you something? I, the only time I hate doing dishes is after I shower. I don't want. Oh, I know why. I, why? Because, because you're, you're already dirty. clean, yeah. and you're associating yourself with something dirty. Oh well, and I don't God. like the smell of the uh, dish soap. If, Could you even bring your like dishes a, into the shower? I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't like the smell of the dish soap on my hands. So, oh. like after I've showered, if I've got to do that, I'm like, oh God. And no, I don't mind the smell of dish soap. Okay. You know me oh. with smells. Yeah, yeah, you would not have done well with Madge. Remember, she'd have her. The, She's been soaking, soaking in it, yeah. dishwashing <laughs> detergent. Wait, I got my hands in. Yeah. Dish detergent? Why? <laughs> it's called lye. You've been soaking it. <laughs> You've been soaking it. Look, the skin is coming off your fingers. That's bones. These okay. are bones! Also, sponges gross me out beyond belief. Wow. Right. Sponges? Yeah, I'm, because they're just In filled. nature or, or in the kitchen? Oh my filled God. with mold. You're like this I far away. You're this far it. away from the person that uses a brand new bar of soap one time yeah. and then throws it away. Leave me alone. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't I know, help I know. it. She makes Rain sickness. Man look like Van Wilder. It's a sickness. Leave me Do you alone. ever put dish, uh, sponges in the dishwasher? Uh, 
No, I throw them we out do. and I get new ones. Yeah, no, that, that's a good way to clean them. Yeah. Uh, Sponges are so expensive. I know. Yeah, see? <laughs> it's not about the expense. It's just about having yes. a clean sponge. Yeah. What are the costs of your very sponges? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, this has been Sex Chat. Yeah. So uh, horny on the President's TV show. We have to take a break. We're watching the video of the guy, uh, shirtless guy, doing the, uh, the the extension cord. And, yeah, that's pretty. He has a couple of different ways that he does it, Casey. Yeah, so this is the paratrooper guy. Oh. And, well, uh, interesting. Yeah. All right. That it is does, pretty cool. It lo- does look uh, pretty amazing. It obviously uh, keeps in shape. But anyway, uh, wow. All right. <laughs> that is tiring. He, he doesn't go to the gym. All he does is he folds up extension cords. I hope you guys got something out of this. This hope it improves your sex life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You are gonna, you are going to have the greatest sex of your life today. Congratulations, and you're welcome. All right, we're gonna take a break. Stay with us. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. A go-getter like you never stops learning. ODU Global offers online undergraduate classes with around-the-clock support and individualized advising. We'll help you transfer your credits, finish your degree, and take your career to the next level. ODU Global. The boost you need for bigger things. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this article over the weekend I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, and, of course, we are, uh, I think, heading into the uh, um, season where we're going to be visiting people's homes and so on with, with the holidays coming up and everything. A lot more socializing, yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, right. parties and stuff like that that end up happening around Swingers the parties. Swingers stuff, yeah, all yeah, that, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so it was an article uh, found out on Huffington Post. It's the rudest things that you can do in someone else's house, according Ooh. to etiquette experts. I love this. Okay. Yes, okay. This might be helpful if you feel you might be one of the people who does things like this. Yeah, so there are common rude behaviors when visiting someone else's home, and uh, they have some advice for avoiding these things, too. Okay, and this isn't like in a party? So it doesn't matter. I don't know. I'm just, trying to I, I think anything. it could be either or. Uh, home invasion? Okay. Uh, but, I mean, listen, it, you know, <laughs> at parties, party? yeah. well, at least when you were... Younger, you know, yeah. in your your teens and twenties, it's pretty much, you know, your house is going to get destroyed. Right, right. right. But I feel it's a like, different story. Like in a party setting, I would be more inclined to do things at somebody's house that I wouldn't normally do. Like if I was just over there. Like, okay, do you know what I mean? Um, uh, I think I don't know. Well, let's hear the the, the, yeah. the nature of the list. But I, I think there are things that train that are both 
wrong during a party setting yeah, or just, just dropping yeah. by? Just stopping like over. Like taking a cup yeah. on the table. Like, right. for instance, don't just stop over. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> one of them. Yes, definitely don't do that. I know. All right, so we'll begin with this. There's a, there's a series of things. Uh, touching and moving things. Okay, so this is according to uh, Jody R.R. Smith, the president of Manor Smith Etiquette Consulting. Uh, said when someone says make yourself at home, they usually don't mean this literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should keep your feet off the furniture, and unless this is a close friend, you should not be opening the fridge without being asked to do so. I agree. Have you ever gone and opened someone's no. refrigerator? No, never. no. Of That's, course not. I know people that, that have done it though, you know, and uh, admit to doing it. I've had this conversation. You never. You never open up someone's fridge. You never open up a, a medicine cabinet. I'm sure well, that's there as well. Yeah, everybody yeah. opens medicine cabinets. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm talking <laughs> no, about. Like, no, no, don't. I, I don't do that. No, no. Me no every single person who ever has a drug problem opens people's uh, medicine that's cabinets. Not right. everyone. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, that's what I was talking about, Press, uh, was when you're at a party, opening the fridge seems kind of like a normal, not a normal thing to do, yes. but like I would be more inclined... To open somebody's refrigerator if I was at a party than if I was just over there visiting. If you're at a party, there's really no reason to go in the refrigerator unless that's where they're keeping... Your, the drinks and the food. If they say exactly, the majority of the time it's out. This oh, oh grab one. It's in the fridge. Uh, or yeah, uh, I think you can do if you keep your prescription drugs in the refrigerator. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. No, but say do. say it's at a uh, a party where a lot of food is laid out in the kitchen or yeah. something like that. Yeah. The hosts are busy. You can't find the mustard or whatever it may be. You may want to peek in there real quick. Go I through can the lingerie that drawer. Right. Yeah. That's uh, all I'm saying. I'm just I was saying looking I'm in your underwear like, drawer. Yeah. yeah. Look if through. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you Did keep you, your mustard next yeah. to the panties? Yeah. That's what I was saying. I was going through your drawer for the mustard. As was panties. Is that where you keep your, your mustard? Uh, it says, wait for your... I was looking under your dildo for the salt. Wait for your host to give you the go-ahead to uh, touch or interact with things you see. Until that happens, quickly yes. ask for permission unless if, if something strikes your I would always a- I would always ask or let them proffer that information. I, I, I agree that a thousand percent. And in fact, this says ask before touching an object or removing a book from a shelf. Uh, this is according to Nick Layton, who is the host of We Were You Raised by Wolves, which is a <laughs> podcast about etiquette. All right. Another one says, uh, don't expect a tour. It says, don't demand a tour of someone's home. Wait to be invited by your host. Many people are happy to lead a little tour of their space when they invite people over, but that isn't true of everyone at all times. And if your host doesn't offer a tour, don't take it upon yourself to give yourself one either. No. Uh, don't take a tour of the house unless you're encouraged by the host to wander around. Did you see the pit in the basement? Mm-hmm. No. So there have been times when I've been at someone's house and they just got it, and it's clear that they are yeah. they're sending signals where they... They want to take you show it up. totally. So yes. I say, was it too presumptuous to say, can you know? And then you you ask that way, uh, you know, and give them the chance to decline other places. Message another time, fine. But but a lot of times, right? You know, yes, you get you those signals. To, you have to wait for somebody to say, "Would you like a tour?" Because right. you don't know what's on the second floor. They have may have moved their yeah. entire mess from the first floor to the second floor, so it's not up for tours. I'll come back later tonight when you're asleep. <laughs> I've had the situation before. It's it's kind of a First thing where I've, I've uh, oh, well, let me show you around a little bit. And like halfway through, you can see the people aren't interested at all right, right. seeing your home. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, what yeah, am I sorry. doing here? I have a bathroom, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. one of those. We have a shower. Yeah, we have a shower. Yeah. Wow. But I feel like we're all past that. Like, you don't do that. Like, you do that if you when you're in a new home. 
Yes. You're showing it off, yeah. or, or you want you're, you're proud of it, or you've just set it up, or people ask. I don't I don't think it's wrong. You would know the scenario, but I, w- I wouldn't just go to someone's house. Uh, you know, that it's not new and say, show me around. Well, I right. had somebody do that. And then I was kind of like, what? I've been here for 10 yeah. years. What do you want to see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do you keep your underwear? <laughs> Hang on. I want to go back to the touching thing. We have uh, Judy on the line who uh, has a story to tell us. Hi, Judy. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up? All right. So my boyfriend, you know, we've been together three years and we don't live together. But whenever he comes over, like if he stays over... He'll mess with the thermostat. He'll go in my fridge. If he uses the, the bathroom, he leaves the bathroom light on. I'm like, bitch, you don't pay my bills. Like, <laughs> don't mess with my stuff. No, I listen. I, now you obviously have a relationship, but yeah, I, I think it would different. still be. Uh, you don't touch the homeowner's thermostat. No, uh, yeah, that, you don't do that. Boy, it's uh, her boyfriend. Yeah, but still, have you? Have you? Pay the bills, Kathy. I'm sorry. Nobody towards the bills. We don't live together. If I go over his house, you know, I ask to go in the fridge. And like I said, we've been together for three years, but I, it's still coming. Uh, to me. Three years. Three years. I'm going to fridge if we're yeah. together. Yeah. Three years. I, I hear her though. I hear. I don't. Yeah, I, hear I, I hear the thermostat. The thermostat too, yeah, because yeah. you need to. We need to have an agreement on the temperature. Right. Right. You know, right. So who's comfortable? But I Judy, let the him fridge. in the fridge. Yeah. Man. He wants a drink. Judy, you know what's, what? What's the protocol he on? Uh, off the fridge though. Yeah. It doesn't like go in and get like one thing. Goes out, gets ten things, and then yeah, it's. All right, Judy. Is he allowed to use your toothbrush? Ew, gross. Oh, gross. <laughs> what? Gross. <laughs> All right, Judy. We're on the same page. Something. You guys have exchanged bodily fluids, I assume. Uh, yeah. Not toothbrushes. Not yeah. melts. Yeah. Oh, Nick, I know what you're saying. You're fine. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Judy. No, you touch right. my toothbrush. We'll see you later. I'll kill you. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another one. Overstaying your welcome. Uh, according to Layton, they said no when it's time to leave. I, you, you, we all know people who do, cannot read the signals. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on already. Uh, the number one complaint we hear from hosts is about guests who overstay their welcome. Uh, you might still be enjoying your nightcap or get the sense everyone is having a great time chatting. But pay attention to the host's body language and suggest that those who want to continue hanging out relocate elsewhere. Uh, they said if your hosts have changed into their pajamas, oh my that's God. probably a oh good sign God. that it's time to go. Or uh, if one goes up, like, okay, I'm going to bed. That's right. that, You know, you're like, okay, yeah. they're yeah. tired. I will do go. that. So I, we have the thing that we're, we have an early schedule, obviously, it's, and even if it's on the weekend or whatever. But I will just simply say, uh, that's it for me, guys. I'm going up. And, and my wife will hang out a little bit more, so that's part of the deal. But I start the ball rolling. I don't care if I'm there and I'll go up. And if you want to let yourself out, that's fine. But I don't. I don't play that game anymore that I have to be the one that's going to escort them out at the end of the evening. I had read one time that a good indicator, especially if you're having like a party, to indicate that the evening is over is to offer coffee to people. Yeah. All right. And that. Can I call you an Uber? We're wrapping up. Yeah, yeah. Here's a cup of coffee and your Uber's on the way. I'm going to give this to you in a to-go cup. Why can't you? I'm putting it in a to-go to-go. Here's the lid. I like that. Why can't you just ask people to leave? Uh, you can, I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. but there, I or, guess or. you're being a little more indirect about it. Or. I'm down to my last nerve. Leave. Hey, listen, you know, like it's 1030, right? You go, hey, listen, you know, uh, I, I I definitely want to be uh, asleep and in bed by 11, so. Yeah. Your daughter just called says your house is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, here's another thing. These are the rudest things you can do at someone's home, uh, someone else's home. Uh, hiding a mess. 
says, unfortunately, things happen when you're in another person's home. You might accidentally spill red wine <laughs> on the carpet or knock over a lamp. Don't ignore it or try to hide it. Uh, if you break something or even just finish the roll of toilet paper, it's best to let your host know as quickly and quietly as possible. I was, I was at a party one time, and I, uh, I knocked over a burning candle. <laughs> and uh, it felt terrible. I mean, it, it was a dumb accident, whatever. I backed into a table and knocked it over. You must have been mortified. I was, and see, but like... There was like, well, I didn't know what to do. There was wax all over the carpet. It was there until they moved. Like they, it was there because I didn't, I, I didn't know how to remedy the situation. And I, t- I told them I didn't, I didn't hide it or lie or okay. whatever. But like, it was just there forever, and I just felt like such a boob. There was there's a great Modern Family episode where Mitch and Cameron over this this uh, woman's house who's like the restaurant tour in town, and she's got this super like a white Persian rug, and having a play date with her kids, and and they spill wine on the on the carpet, and the first thing they do is blame it on her kid <laughs> to try to get out of it. But it, it's like yeah, you panic. Yeah. I mean, you just yes. oh my god, you're a guest. Uh, remember my friends? I was at my friend's house, and I can't stand candles. They give me a headache, and oh. the house was so crowded. It was a Christmas party, and I somehow got stuck right next to the burning candle, and I just was like, <laughs> blew it out. I think that's. And my mom was there. She's like, "Did you just blow the candle out?" I go, "It's killing me." Oh she was like, oh, "Yeah, no big deal." Kathy, I had this guy who wanted to fight me for like uh, years and years after I was at his house, and listen, I was. I want to fight you. What'd listen. You all I did was I turned his music off. But you have to understand, I was on a, uh, I was on a mind substance, and I was the only one in this room. Right, everybody had left the room, and I'm in this room, and this techno music is like, <laughs> you know, and it started, it started to bug me out. So I turned it off. And he okay? was, he wasn't in the room. And he was not in the room. No one was. He was By not myself, in the room. I'll take you specifically. I'm telling you, Kathy, months and months later, two different times he tried to fight me. Oh my god. One time I was in I a fight you. party and, and I was in the basement of a party and this dude walked out of his way to walk around to me, bumped me, like, you know, shouldered me, and then he goes, Oh, what did he say? He goes, Yo, watch watch where you're going. I was like, Oh, oh my god. I'm standing still. And then <laughs> but I was like, okay, so don't turn off Sony's music, I guess, is when, uh, if you're at a party, don't turn off Sony's music unless you want them to fight you. I, would, a- I would ask, if I'm not on some sort of mind-bending thing, I would, but I would, oh, I would never, I would ask, is it okay if I turn this down? Is it okay yeah. if I turn this yeah, off? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it okay if I throw your stereo out the window? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, all right, it says here, snooping, obviously, is one you want to It's just say, wrong. Right? It says, refrain from peeking in cabinets and cupboards. Do you ever, even the best of us, will take a peek down a, a hallway or, a, you know, occasionally it happens. Yeah, yeah. but it, it says here, of course, it's natural to be a little curious, but... Uh, we've seen this uh, exact behavior in countless movies, but resist the urge to look inside the mess and cabinet in the bathroom. Do you ever go through someone's financial information and <laughs> yeah. make photocopies? <laughs> yeah. Here, I this, do it. This sounds interesting. It says, beware that some hosts put glass marbles in their medicine cabinets to catch snoopers That's in the air. Wow. wow. That's what rolls out when you open yes. it? Yes. Uh, it says, uh, uh, the marbles will ping around the bathroom and make a lot of noise for your host. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Person. I love that. Do you ever do the thing where you have the doorknob attached to a cord attached to the trigger of a shotgun? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> gotcha. 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 Oh, you found it. Oh, that's great. Uh, all right, here's one. Bringing an uninvited plus one. Yeah. Uh, they said never show up with an unexpected plus one. Sure, you might know the host loves hanging out with your cousin, or uh, you think everyone will enjoy meeting the new guy you're seeing, but that doesn't mean you can go and extend an invitation without getting the go-ahead. I agree with this, and it doesn't matter, as you just said, the parameters. It's just a courtesy yeah. to alert the host or ask ahead of time. And the last thing you want to do is in front of the host with the person there say, I thought it'd be all right if I brought Al. Right. It's like, no, it's too late now at this point. Uh, hang on, some more calls here. I'm going to go to Jared. Hey, Jared, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Hey, Jared, all right, so you're you're kind of a rule breaker here, right? Yeah, man. I, you know what? I just, for some reason, I just feel obligated to open the refrigerator no matter where I go. <laughs> I, I, I would call Obligated. that the, the Kramer syndrome, right? Isn't that what Kramer always did? Would you, you know, yeah. F- f- open the fridge. Well, why do you think you have to check inside the fridge there, Jared? You know, maybe it's just because, like, growing up, I wasn't allowed to open the fridge. You know, I always got you know, yelled at for keeping the fridge open. Now that I'm older, I just feel obligated. Like, I was at Jiffy Loop getting an oil change last week, and for some reason, I saw the employee's refrigerator. I had to walk over and open it. Oh my God. <laughs> this is a, a mild compulsion for you. It seems to be. Yeah. You know what? When you go to someone's house, okay, and it's like the first time you're meeting them because they're a friend of your wife or something, you open the fridge and you're like, okay, these people do not live better than me because their fridge is empty. <laughs> there you go. Oh it's God. a way of judging where you fall in the hierarchy, correct? Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jared. Uh, they don't even have great poupon. Yeah, this is, um, but like, as we're going through this list, I just keep thinking of, like, being down the shore with the D'Amico's, and, like, all of these rules are completely and totally out the window between us and them. Uh, and, like, the funny thing is, Press, these things, I would never do at your house. Like, I just, I don't, I don't feel like uh, um, you would appreciate you guys have almost, you, you live so close to each other, and it's been a number of years, and you almost kind of cohabitate a little bit. A little You're like bit. a I mean, unit family. You have yeah. a real open-door policy. Come on in, get what you want, do what you want. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so we haven't gotten to that level. We're not and, there yet. No, but we will be. Your and, doors are locked, too, so I oh, can't yeah, just walk yeah. into you, your house. Uh, you don't trust them. Why would you? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Dude goes through people's cabinets and stuff. <laughs> do you know where his spare keys are? Okay. Preston, he will turn down your techno music. Who's spare keys? Preston's. Not no, but he hates <laughs> But I do know the code. He knows yeah, the garage. Okay, all right. Yeah. So it just, that's the same thing as a yeah. key. Yeah. I want you to have a key to my house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's see. What else is on here? Uh, waiting to share dietary restrictions is something that can be considered rude. If um, you show up and you have um, to a party and you have not let people know ahead of time. Oh, yes. yes that, that you have allergies right. or, you know. I only eat squid. Uh, or you're, uh, you know, uh, you're a vegan or yeah, something yeah, along those yeah. lines of preferential uh, I, food stuff. See, I think because I have dietary restrictions, I think you're on your own with that. Like, you can't expect the host to cater no. just to you, especially if it's if it's a party and there's a ton of people. Like, if you're one person, a good host, yeah, though, but we'll, I, we'll accommodate. I mean, I would like the I would like to be apprised and have give the option if someone says. Um, you know, I, I, I'm vegan. Is that an issue? No, I'm not sure you have something. If someone says, I only eat uh, um, Yeti meat, yeah. then I'm going to say you're on your own. No, Kathy, if you came over and and everything I had made uh, is something you can't eat, I'd feel bad as a yes. host. So I'd rather know. I agree. That, at least, hey, we can have something for right, you. How right. many times do you have this happen, though? So I'll have people come to the, we a lot of animal rescue people. And we'll have something that's 
vegan or vegetarian specifically so that they have something. People coming over her, which is regular meat eaters, beeline for the, the vegetarian the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, what? It happens all the time. All right, here's another one. It says uh, feeding the dog. Uh, regarding dietary oh, restrictions, yeah. it's important to remember that the host pets may have some, so don't share your food. Uh, don't feed the host dog under the table unless you ask your host first. Yeah. Uh, the dog may have an allergy or be on a very special diet. Is it okay to, under the table, rest your foot on the guy's penis across the... Mm. I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think that that's totally fine. I think yeah. that's okay. I don't know. As long as nobody else knows what's right, going right. on, I think you're okay. Did you like that ad? All right, here's one that says disrespecting shoe rules. Oh, yeah. Uh, shoes on or off tends to be very individual specific, according to uh, this expert. Listen to what your host prefers. It's not, it, it is understandable why many people prefer not to track the dirt and germs of the outside world into their homes when possible. Be prepared to remove your shoes if asked. Uh, throw a pair of socks or slippers in your bag if you don't like being barefoot and think that you might be heading to a no-shoe household. Went to a house one time where they, they did ask that. We did not know. Um, and they provided little... Flippers? Flipper things. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, that's fine. I want uh, to know. I, I know. <laughs> I love that. That's nice. I hate, though, Nick, when your, your socks aren't really where they should be. Uh, yeah. You know, in, in maybe a few holes or whatever. And so, you're like, oh, this is a, a shoeless house. Well, so what if you go to a shoeless house and you're not wearing socks? Like, I, yeah. That, that yeah. part would kind of creep me out if somebody's walking around barefoot around yeah. the home. I have a friend who it's no shoes, like, ever. Right. And, and they all take them off right at the door. And, I mean, I was over there a lot this summer. You're wearing, uh, you know, sandals. So, like, walking around her house barefoot uh, it just feels yeah. weird. Oh, my God. But what's... What's gross about that, though? I mean, <clears throat> for for the homeowner, you know, having a I feel un- I feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. You yeah. feel uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 I got you. All right, let me go to. Pants. <laughs> I have. Uh, I thought this was you. I'll take my pants off. Uh, I have Lou on the line. Good morning, Lou. Am I on the air? Yes. Sweet. Yes. yes. Oh. All right, Lou. Yeah. What's up, man? I- I agree with the footwear. I listen. If you're going to go barefoot, that's fine. But in no universe, planet, or world or dimension should you ever put your bare feet on the couch when you're next to a stranger. I agree. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's repulsive. I've had to leave Super Bowl parties because of that. That's 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 right in line with, as Preston said, popping your feet up on the coffee table unless Absolutely unless you've been ridiculous. given clearance. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. I agree. Also, also, when you go to a house where you have to take over your shoes, I just want to walk out like Donnie Brasco. I'm not taking my shoes off. It's too much work. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, I don't you know, know I don't want to stay. Uh, Press, I take my shoes work. off at your house all the time because <laughs> I love your carpet. <laughs> uh, it does feel really good. It's, yeah. I, listen, I'm a, I'm a put my feet on furniture guy. Yeah. I am. Dude, I, 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 at somebody else's house? Uh, I like with, having with, my feet up with your shoes oh, off. I'll ask with yes, shoes off. I would, ask. I would not. I would not do it with shoes on. Definitely right. not. Yeah. Uh, but but with shoes off, yeah, I'll put my feet up. You on just the said couch. the key thing, though. You'd ask. Yeah. That's all. I had uh, you had Thanksgiving dinner in August at your house, uh, and I laid on the couch afterwards. It was so funny because you, I thought you were joking. Yeah, you go. I'm going to go over and sleep for a while. <laughs> oh my God. And he did. He would crash on the couch. I did. I, well, I didn't sleep, but I, I crashed on the couch. I couldn't sleep. There was just too much activity going on. Yeah. But I was here's Could the deal. Shut up. Here's the deal. That's how comfortable I feel around you. Yeah. And was that a no-no? No, no, no. Okay. I thought right. it was great. Right. I thought it was funny. I was like. I I thought you were kind of joking. And My, you know, oh, no, man. You're I envy just, yeah. uh, being able to do that. I would never feel comfortable, you know, yeah, no. with people around. My brother-in-law 
if the house was on stilts and sliding down into a canyon, he could sit, <laughs> go on the couch, and fall asleep. Uh-huh. Yeah, not um, a problem. I want to go to this call from uh, Tyler real quick. Hey, Tyler, good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good morning. Good. What's up, buddy? I, I am, I'm getting such anxiety because I'm realizing I'm such a bad guest. Like, <laughs> as this list goes on, I'm a horrible person, but I've, I've snuck into a garage because I'm, like, with my wife's friends. And uh, that the husband's there, they don't really talk much. Right. So I stuck in the garage trying to like find a cut topic, a conversation, and like <laughs> like come out like, oh, I, I noticed you like drinks. You have another refrigerator in your garage. Like nice to you know. Do, do How about and, leaf blowers? Yeah, <laughs> I like leaf blowers. <laughs> How about them? Huh? About? Like, oh, I've noticed you like shoes. There's a bunch on the floor in the garage. Like I wear shoes too. Like it's so it's so so. And then. If I get caught in there, I'm like, oh, I, I was looking for my phone or something. Like, it's just, it's, I I'm just nothing right. down the garage. Tyler, let me ask you, is it is it because you uh, have slight anxiety about running out of things to talk about? No, no, like I can it's I can talk fine, but like if I if I strike out like one or twice, like, hey, how you doing? Like see I see it. Like it then I like I'll like I, I've done it in the past where I stuck in like, you know, hopeful there's a car there. Well, like, oh, good. cool. Like I'm a I'm a Ford guy too, or well, I'm a Chevy guy. Whatever. Right. You know, and, and, Tyler, I think that is I, I think that is a, a bit of anxiety uh, to what Preston's saying, and it's it's perfectly understandable. Yep. We've all gone out, and they could be very nice people, but um, they're they're you're like talking to a wall. You're, you're getting dry. nothing back, uh, so you you look yeah. for something to pat it. Yeah. I understand that. And then and it's just me, like just sitting there, just sweating, waiting for you know <laughs> my wife to say like, oh look, you know I. <laughs> Hey, the house on fire. How about topsoil, huh? Oh, God, you know, so. Big gulps, huh? Topsoil. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hubcaps, man, right? Actually, Am I right? Actually, uh-huh. that's not a bad idea. I like Just that. Just looking around. Yeah, yeah. Just looking around and trying <laughs> trying to find something that will spur some sort of Dry conversation. Way. Yeah. Just wow. up in your bathroom so you can't get it up, huh? Is that part of the... Yeah. <laughs> Boner issues, huh? I got it. Yeah. ED, yeah, it's got to be tough. Yeah, anyway. that stuff's good for Alzheimer's, yeah. too. Um, so your wife wears a wig. I didn't yeah. know that. Hey, who's got a yeast infection? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, Someone loves tampons. Two more. Th- <laughs> two more things on this list of the rudest things you can do at someone else's home. Uh, this says interfering with the setup. Uh, this oh, expert says don't. Steve, Steve would murder you. <laughs> No, it, it says it says don't switch place cards at the dinner oh, table. Oh. I thought it was like stereo stuff. Uh, people, put, <laughs> oh my god! Yes, Nick, thank you for remembering that. Uh, people put time and effort into uh, hosting events like dinner parties, and uh, so respect what they put yeah. together. Wait a minute, what's the story with the? Just like if you touch any of Steve's don't, knobs and widgets, don't touch don't. my equipment. Yeah, don't touch my stereo. Don't touch my setup. I don't touch my drum set. <laughs> don't touch exactly, <laughs> and then I have. Dreams of them putting their their balls yeah. on, uh, 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 and I I set it and I and I will just say let me do it. I'll gladly do it for you. Yeah. I'll set it up so you can do it. But I I have it proprietary. Yeah. Uh, and I remember one I time it. I love my nephew to death. He's wonderful. But he he did something to my um, stereo in the basement. And I'm a tech guy. I couldn't figure out what he did. Oh, no. So I gave him that receiver, and I bought another one because I'm like, I I don't know what you did. 
<laughs> my best friend, for whatever reason, and listen, it, she's a very good friend, so this is a little bit different, but um, I have one pillow on my bed that um, when I bought the whole setup and the decorative pillows and all that, they kind of had it off to the side. Like, it wasn't like, you know, right, right, stacked yeah. up with the rest. And so that that's how I make my bed. And every time she <laughs> is in my room, the pillow, when, when she leaves, the pillow is pushed up against the rest of the pillows. And I'm like, <laughs> like almost, but in like yeah. twice in the same visit. Right. And I was like, no, that's not where I put it. And I like moved it back. And then when I went back upstairs after she left, it was moved back. Oh. If you see it move back, <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> One last uh, item on the list of uh, something rude. If you go in someone else's house, says you should uh, not show up empty handed. As a guest, you should arrive with a small gift for the host. Something. This is if there's an event. Right. Like a, a party of some type. If so. you're, hey, come on over. Uh, you know, let's watch a movie or the game or something. Right. It, it's not. But if you're invited to a, a party, and it could be something small. Yeah. Like, says, a, uh, like a car. Bottle mm-hmm. of wine, bouquet of flowers, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so thank God I have Rochelle because she, yeah. she does those things. But I would still do that even if it was just me being invited over. I wouldn't come without like if okay. we were watching a game, like I'd come with right. beer or wine. Do you feel or... good like that? I, like Claire keeps an inventory of things at the ready oh, just in oh, case. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we have stuff rack. like that I'm too. like, where are we going? Oh right, they like red. <laughs> um, Alright, so that's all we have time for. We'll be back in just a couple. Make sure you hang out, friend. Hey everyone, it's Kathy Romano. Spring is here. Now let's get that ponytail ready for the chopping block for Kathy's Cuts. We're supporting Wigs for Kids and helping children look themselves and live their lives. Donate your hair to Wigs for Kids on Monday, May 1st. Go to PrestonandSteve.com. Make sure you meet the new minimum requirement of 14 inches of hair. Then make an appointment to join us on May 1st. You'll receive a new short hairstyle by the amazing stylists at Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler and Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Donors will also get refreshments from Duncan, a Kathy's Cuts t-shirt, and a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. Don't wait. Go to PrestonandSteve.com to sign up. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Well, with all this judging that we're doing of people, yes. <laughs> I thought this might be an interesting topic to bring up. And I saw this as a Reddit thread, and the question was, what do you instantly judge someone for? Okay. Ooh. What what and, action? Or, or it could be anything, right? Yeah. And, and I, you know, before I even read this, I'm like, well, I... I don't know, you know, do I do that? And after reading a few of these, I'm like, yes, of course you do. Everyone mm-hmm. does to some extent. If yep. I see a Hitler mustache, I'm going to make a <laughs> right. I'm going to make a judgment about a guy. So here's one. All right. Uh walking around the store with their phone on speaker. Oh, Jesus. get out. I, I, I leave the uh, store. It drives me crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. It completely drives me crazy. I don't get it. Why do you think anyone wants to listen to your conversation? Right. I don't care what you have to say, but I don't know that I'm Judging that person. If that person were to hang up the phone and I stood behind them in line, I and like a so for whatever reason a conversation started. Like I don't, I would be fine to have a conversation with them. I right. don't know that I'm judging somebody for that. Like I have an example of what I would would judge okay, for. Judge um, and and <laughs> well, this is probably going to make me sound terrible, but people's shoes. If I look at somebody's shoes, and they, but let's just listen, uh, right. not okay. them as a person. Right. I'm not judging them as a person, but I will look at their shoes, and if they have bad shoes on, I think, okay, from from head to toe, they're going to be uh, n- not fashion forward. They're going to be not... It's a pedophile. 
No, but you know what I mean? But again, I'm not going to judge you for your, your personality that way, but yeah. I will judge their entire fashion sense based on their shoes. So, and is fashion uh, very important to you in, in your judge? Or it just gives you No, that's it, what I it said. I'm not going to judge them. Right. It just informs me of, uh, I think so. Anyway, I don't know. Is that actually true? I don't know. But, like, if I see a bad right. shoe, I'm like, mm. Okay. All right. So then, therefore, let me let me try and sum, summarize this. <laughs> if they're wearing, you know, like a Halston outfit, you know, right. or something really, really super stylish, but they got crap shoes, you will judge the whole thing upon I'll those say, shoes. They ruined the outfit by their okay, shoe. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. That's All right. Okay. I got you. Listen, she yeah. knows what she saying. likes. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, the walking around the store with the phone thing, I totally judge those people, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't stand them. I'm like, I'm like, to me, that is rude. But here's the weird thing. I don't necessarily know why I think it's rude. Um, it's, you know, why would I, would I care if it was another person talking out loud to them? You know what I mean? Yeah. In other words, if, you were fo- if you're walking yeah, if behind two people who are talking to each well, other, that wouldn't like, bother me. During the conversation, it wouldn't bother you. But, but that bothers me. Yes. And, and, and I agree. There's something I about it that's like that should be a, a, a private interaction. Because if I don't know, it, it just well, cuts through. The, the the sound is a little more piercing. What what I what I don't like is casual conversation. If someone is working yeah. on something and they need to use their hands, or they're yeah. at a store and hey, I want you to talk to this person too. Yeah. Or, or if they're if they're using um, uh, FaceTime uh, video FaceTime, yeah, is this the bread you want? Then you need yeah, to yeah. see that type of right. thing. I'm okay with it then, but I immediately judge. I'm thinking, you are really rude. You're yeah, rude, but I agree. Doing they have it on FaceTime rude. and they go, look at this pedophile's shoes. <laughs> yeah. Individual. Stop. Uh, you know what? I I have zero problems judging people on is uh, when you are at a convenience store. Yeah. And you're in line, and they open another register, and then the register uh, attendant says, "I'll take the next person in line," and the person in the back of the line goes. Yep. Yep. Don't like uh, it. I don't like it. Judge uh, that yeah, person. I, I do too. Mm-hmm. I will. I will actually. I become. I become a line coordinator at that yeah, you point. Sure. And, and, and they just said they open. They're open I, over I here. Tap the person yeah. in front of me. That they're next. They're I always say out loud. I go, "Oh, they didn't see last person in line. They said next person in line." <laughs> yeah. There are a lot people of people don't care though. A lot of texts coming in saying uh, people who litter. And people who uh, treat uh, servers poorly. Yeah, litter, oh. littering was the first one on this list. Okay, and I'm the same way. You know, if I, if I see somebody flick a cigarette butt out their window, you're immediately a dick to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a former smoker, yeah. and I would not do that. I would flick the cherry off and then set it somewhere in the car and go throw it away. It's ridiculous to do that. People I don't like it. who are rude to servers, in my opinion, should be taken off of this earth. I, I just You mean like, ab- actually, you it. say they should be exterminated? You would put them in the, in your pedophile camp. <laughs> with with, with poor, bad shoes. Bad shoes. Uh, I think it is, the, I think the way you treat people who are in the service industry is an incredible indication of what you are. Preston, you had, uh, like, a, a, a former producer of the show, oh your God. perception, and I remember you recounting this story, and I would have felt the same way, yep. who just got rude on someone's ass for no reason, and you're like, why? Because then it puffs you up. It makes them feel better, and I, I can't stand that. Listen, I can't stand people who get off on that. I have no problem uh, having words with anybody who, you know, in, in any type of industry that's rude to me or, you know, whatever it might be, but, the, like, the people who talk to a server as if they should be running yeah. to go get your stuff or or whatever it is, like treat them with some respect. I just can't. I, I, I've been in so many uh, instances and people close to me where I'm like, I'm embarrassed yeah. by you and mm-hmm. the way you're treating this server right oh, now. Oh yeah. All right, we got a load of really good calls here, and I've only mentioned one on <laughs> this list. So let's go to them. I'm going to go to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Hey, 
good morning, you guys. Hey, so Rachel, we're talking about uh, things that you. What What do you instantly judge someone for? Okay, you know how in the summer people put their sandals on when they're when the sandals are too small and their heel hangs over the back. Oh God, Rachel, I'm with you. <laughs> Rachel, I want to say to those people, you get the bigger size. Don't try to squeeze I, your foot into a size six and a half. That's not your size shoe. To even look, oh my look. God, it's like Cinderella, the ugly stepsisters, yes. and they try to oh stuff their foot into the glass slipper. Look wait, at these Rachel, wait. <laughs> Rachel, what about us? It also bothers me if the shoe is too big and the toes don't yeah. reach the top of the heel or the shoe or whatever it is. So I've seen this, Rachel. Do you, do you, so you think a lot of times when you'll see the back of the foot ex- extending over the uh, the shoe that they just simply bought a smaller size? Yeah. They're bad people. Really? Dress. They're bad people? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and not only that, but then their heel touches the filthy ground. <laughs> and I know what's on the filthy ground. There's poop and pee. And right. Poop and pee. You, you yeah. saw that documentary. The Blight of America. Poop and pee is on the ground. I, I think yeah. Rachel might be my sister. Yeah, I think she is. I think she is. Thank you, Rachel. Appreciate it. Poop and pee. Where are you walking? Mm. I walk around barefoot sometimes. <laughs> How? What... What a what a barbarian! Well, I had said oh my something. God, oh, yeah. I had said something <laughs> similar it. years and years ago because the, those stupid flip flops that have bottle openers on the bottom of them, I'm like that is so dumb. Because what you step on is ridiculous. And, and I had said vomit, <laughs> right? And Nick, even, he goes vomit, like seriously. And then that weekend, Nick saw somebody like throwing up outside. It's He's like, so okay. nasty. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm 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 not aware of this. There are bottle openers. Yes, yeah. these reef. Flip flops. It's, it's, it's almost like a gimmick, but people actually end up using them, and and they're yeah. on it's the fair. sole of the shoe. Yeah. 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 Who fair. the hell would if do you, that if you need it in a pinch? Exactly. Right. It's like it. it's like yeah. putting a fork on the bottom but of your shoe. Like people, no, people, people would wear them to like um, you know Buffett shows and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like a funny summer gimmick. But yeah. then they actually would use them at concerts and ball games. Jeez, yeah, I know. No way. I know. Uh, let me go to Josh. Hey, Josh. Good morning. Hey. Right, so what happens to me when I I work in a grocery store? Yep. When I see people. Customers specifically come in and use the restroom and not wash their hands. So you yeah you will judge them oh, immediately for that. I, I do as well, and it's it's funny when when COVID you know became the thing. Obviously, Josh, we we're all dealing with it. The notion that people had to be told to wash their hands in the bathroom it was, was unbelievable. Like, what this is this is news. It was a thing beforehand, like, it, but it was more at the back of my mind. And after COVID, it like came to the front and. People's behaviors didn't really change that much. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, you know what? I could see if perhaps you go in and you can you can um, you can go to the latrine and hands free get everything done. But if you come out of the stall and you've been working a real yeah. A real mudslide. I gotta wash yeah. those hands. I, I, you guys know I don't always wash my hands. If I've peed and I haven't got anything on my hands, and I, I don't necessarily wash it. I know Kathy. Loves I don't like that. to be reminded but, of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I judge you every day. I know all these diseases. You've However, from me over the years, you when you do that, you bring a charcuterie board into the bathroom, of course, and of course. allow everyone to taste. It's yeah. Yeah, I need to share the love. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go to Tina. Hi, Tina. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, Tina? So. You double dippers and you poor tippers. Uh, <laughs> double dippers and poor tippers. That's that's who you judge people. Uh, those those are the people yep. you judge. Okay. 
I mean, you're double dipping. I don't know what makes you think that I need any of your germs. Okay. Before COVID, too. It's, uh, I don't think I, I can't remember family. the last time I saw someone actually double dip. You know how I see, and most, and, and I'm sure uh, uh, Tina, you would you'd agree with this. Um, a lot of times, it'll be a kid that doesn't yeah. get get the the whole thing. I, I would be aghast at this point if an adult double dipped something in front of me. I saw an adult do it not there, that long really? ago. Really? I and I I said there, something. I I said, "Did you just bite that chip oh, yeah. and then put it back in?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah." And I was like. Okay. Who was this person in, in relation I, to you? Do you? Like, was it somebody you know? <laughs> yes, well? it was okay. somebody I know. Yeah, well, if yeah. it was somebody I knew well, I would definitely say something to them. But yeah. my disgusted well, face said it all, and right. they didn't do it again. Tina, what else? Well, I have so I have someone in my family. They are the epitome of the double dipper. <laughs> and now, when we have family gatherings, there's actually like a little thing out on the table. There's no double dipping. So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Tina. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through a few uh, texts here, and then we'll get some, some more calls because people are definitely on top of this. But uh, here you go. It says uh, people who don't return cards are awful people. I, do, I return yeah. my cards. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Uh, people that stop at yellow lights, they judge them. No. You, uh, this one says people who do not walk faster when going through a crosswalk need to be shot. <laughs> yeah. and, Who's this? <laughs> or don't wave when you let them in traffic. It says yeah, those. I know okay, non wavers. Those. Uh, there are people I believe who actively slow, slow down, down when yeah. they're walking, almost in defiance of yeah. you. I I always speed up as I'm crossing the crosswalk, even though I have as a pedestrian the right of way. I want to help the flow of traffic. We can all get along and help each other out. I see people like become the glacial on the way they're crossing, and I want to run them over. Come on, Steve, I do the same thing. Like I will make it known that I'm rushing and. Thank you them. for yes. letting Thank me you. go. Uh, here's, I, I like this one. It says, uh, the people I judge most are the ones who pull up to McDonald's drive-thru and then have no idea what they <laughs> Like, do. come on. Like, you don't know at this around. point what's on the menu? I swear to God. Like Preston's wife? Yeah. <laughs> don't even uh, like my children like every single one of my children and i will say before i'm like listen we're gonna be in there figure out what you want now right like before we even pull in know what you want you just had the menu in front of your face mm-hmm. but as far as um driving is concerned i automatically i will judge people who do not turn on red when there's no sign that says no turn on red I, I will, if I'm sitting there behind you. I think it's a little overly right. close. Oh, and gosh. what judgment are you making on them? They're pedophiles. <laughs> yes, they're pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> that, that maybe they're, uh, they're too they afraid to do it? Too cautious. I'll live life on the edge. I'll be sure, because yeah. I, don't, I don't see that person as being, uh, in, being a dick. I don't yeah. see them being no. a jerk. I think they're being kind of dumb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's a good call. Oh, you're a probably old, personally. Right? No, I, I think I think you just alleviated. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the difference is because I saw a text as well. Here's somebody who I will immediately judge, and I will determine them to be a just a, a dick to the nth degree. Someone who drives on the shoulder when you're in traffic. Dick. Yep. When, yeah. when, dick. when everybody's in this together, right? right. Mm-hmm. No one. You decide. I'm uh, I'm not doing this. Do you know what I do? Okay, so I I will counter the dick move when I see somebody doing that, Preston. Yeah. And like if you if you're coming down uh 76 and you're going to get off on the Kelly uh, drive exit, yeah. there is a long uh, people do it all the time it drives me crazy, especially since we're all stuck in traffic. I will move my car over a little bit to mm-hmm. block them from passing. Yeah, yeah. I become Captain America. Uh let me go. This one sounds kind of interesting. I'm going to go to Sean. Hey Sean, you're on the air. Good morning. We're talking about uh things that you judge instantly judge someone for. 
chicken bye, chicken bye, chicken bye, bye. Thank you for singing. What's up, Sean? The friend that you may or may not have that will constantly come to you with advice on their troubled relationship or marriage, and you give them the advice, but then they go back and they repeat the same old behavior okay. over that, and over again. That is a general overarching thing. I agree with you on that. I, I've just learned over time that when it comes to advice, to not give advice. You know, when it comes to, to relationships, to, to you know, it, it, because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. No matter how it works out, you'll be held as the culprit. Yeah. Absolutely. And my sister is going through this right now with a friend. And I swear, she's been doing this with her friend for two years where she'll take three hours out of her day to listen to her friend's same old problems. And she called me yesterday to say, hey, I won't be able to hang out today because my friend's calling me. I'm like, you've been doing this for two years. Yeah. And so I got, I know this routine. She, she should leave the guy, right? And she's not going to. Is that what it is? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Well, I know that one well. Quality of life would drastically improve if she just left the person. What you need to do, Sean, is follow that what a therapist would do. Well, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. What what I'm what are, what are you prepared to do? Let because then they're the ones providing the answers and the guidance. So it's it's their thing, and but you're screwed no matter what you do. So yeah, it's it's best to disconnect from people like that. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, right, thanks, right. man. Let's go to Bridget. Hey, Bridget. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. All right, Bridget, so uh, something you immediately judge someone for. Uh, so when people have an entire full cart of groceries and go into the wine and beer lane <laughs> and take up time for everyone else that's in there is getting a bottle of wine because they can't get their bottle or their six-pack before they go grocery shopping uh, and make it easier for the rest of us. It, it, it is about. a cheap uh, a trick that's done, and a lot of people, you know, it's the big thing, okay, the checkout's going to move faster in that part of the store, mm-hmm. and so they do that. And I agree a thousand percent. Sometimes you can buy it in the alcohol section. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can make that transaction elsewhere from separate from all of the other. They have a separate yeah. register. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, Not at the Acme. Do it there. All right. Thank you, Bridget. Bastards. Appreciate it. I need to get to drinking. By the way, this text says, I instantly judge judge someone for putting their big, fat, effing fingers and sticking them back into the bowl. <laughs> for 15 straight minutes, I've been watching you putting your big, fat f- fingers into your disgusting mouth, which is filled with God knows what kind of f- bacteria. And then you take the same big, fat f- filthy fingers and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption what the f*** are you thinking John well I wasn't thinking Jimmy I'm sorry just don't do it again (laughs) well I wasn't thinking Jimmy I'm sorry I had a friend um, this had to have been 20 years ago or so uh, he saw me licking my fingers, uh, yeah. and he was like, dude, don't do that. Like, don't lick your fingers. and made me do that. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no. He's like, girls will see that, and they, they automatically. They, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I find it disgusting. Yeah. yeah. But you still lick your fingers. I still lick my fingers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. You mean you were eating, right? Yeah. You, did, you no. were just sitting there I'm not just sitting there My fingers taste good. <laughs> <laughs> Finger licking good. Do you want it, you want your string back? You want to play with your string? <laughs> I'm going to go to David now. Dave is disabled and has something he uh, absolutely judges people for. Uh, Dave, good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks to you, Dave. All right, what what type of disability do you have, Dave? 
I am a balloon and the amputee. Okay. And when I go shopping, I use one of those cards, the mobility cards, because these stores are huge, and it's impossible to just walk the whole store. Right. I judge people who actually are able to walk into the store, get the mobility card, use it in the store, and then they just leave it by their car. Yeah. That's they not them. Cool. Yes. That's stupid. That's like parking in a, uh, in a handicap spot. It's just, it's not kosher. Or when they're not handicapped and they're just using it because they need to on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. This is their idea yeah. of fun. We're just NASCAR fans. Maybe we should have some yeah. sympathy, sympathy, Dave, for people who need fun on a Saturday night to go and ride their mobility <laughs> yeah. cart around the grocery store. Going over to the supermarket to ride a mobility cart. All right, Dave. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know what? I judge people when I'm bowling, Steve, uh, and I am. I have already established that I am up and I am ready to bowl. Yeah. There's bowling etiquette. Once you're up there and you're in the position to start oh, bowling, yeah. and then people will walk up and, and bowl, it's like, no, 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 you got to wait your turn, man. I, I agree. There's just sort of an unspoken rule, yeah. right? That you don't, wanna, if, you don't want to throw off the person who's actively right. in the, the, yeah. the... If you're in the lane next you know, to them, you yeah. have to wait, right? right? But if you're if there is a lane that separates you, a full lane, then, yeah, have at it. And yeah. you don't, well, I, I'll let kids slide on that. Yes. Because they may not know. Right. They may the not know the, the etiquette. Yes, they do. Will I you agree. let the person in the other lane, Preston, uh, crash cymbals together when you're bowling? <laughs> uh, yes, It's distracting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me read a couple more of these. We'll, we'll go to some more calls. But uh, some of these on this list, that was a, from a Reddit thread. What do you instantly judge someone for? Uh, someone said uh, snapping their fingers at people. Oh, I guess you don't know, to, to get their attention. I saw you a douchebag do that. I did. I get yelled at for that. But you didn't know, and now you don't whistle at people. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, calling them like a dog uh, to me. <laughs> it was at a uh, funeral, and you couldn't hear the. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's one that says standing in the middle of aisles or doors, etc., and not paying attention to anyone else coming or needing to get through. Extra bonus scorn if you actually take a tone or give a dirty look when someone dares to say, excuse me. You know where the aisle standers are the worst are the airport. If you are in the middle of the aisle walking down the terminal in either direction, uh, don't stop. There are people behind you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to stop, shift to the side. You are are just completely unaware of everything around you. That drives me crazy. And again, if you're going, you stay on the right side. Yes. And that's how it goes. Etiquette, man. How about this one? And the first thing they do meet me is bad talk others, this person said. Probably oh, yeah. to make me think that they're uh, great and it's other people that uh, that are the problem. Yeah, I've had that before. Me too. Mm-hmm. Somebody you don't even know yeah. and they start bad talking people. I'm like, what is your deal, man? Uh, I, I heard a, 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 a woman complaining about her female friend so that when she got together, the first thing they would do would be attack their own mm. boyfriends and husbands. Oh, like, wow. like. Like, oh, like immediately. Exactly. Yeah, we uh, Casey and I knew somebody who used to do that. It was the other right, way around. Yeah, yeah. It was the guy. Like immediately, even with like people he was, you know, maybe had just met, immediately start complaining about his wife. That's and you're a, like, that says, what? That says so much more about the person complaining. You know, that's, uh, that's uh, loathsome. Uh, I like this one. This is a little more, uh, uh, a little less obvious. It's, right. a, it's something that, that, that they judge on an appearance. Hi, Jason, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jason, so how do you judge people uh, instantly? Uh, License plates. License plates. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Um, If I'm driving down the road and I see either a southern license plate or a northern license plate, depending on what area of the world I'm in, 
Those people don't know how to drive there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. You need to get off the road. They're right, so It says on my on my monitor here, Jason, I want you to expand on this a little bit. It says, from the north, can't drive. From the south, are stupid. <laughs> okay. I live in the south. I spent many, many years in the military. I've been all around the world. Yeah. About a couple of weeks ago, I drove down to Florida, and this person... Obviously, was not in a rental car, had New York license plate tags, okay. and was determined to stay in the left-hand lane driving 45 no. in a 60-mile-an-hour zone. No. And it's like, get out of the way. You don't know how to drive. <laughs> Go away. We don't drive like that down here. Yeah. All right. So and, and how would you say Southern drivers are? Uh, southern drivers, uh, there's too many handicapped people or old people. <laughs> And they drive 20 miles an hour below the speed limit. Okay, yeah. I we remember got an like, issue with slow drivers. Slow drivers. In general. Like around Boca Raton, you would have that. Jason, where do you where do you reside? I, I live just south of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. All right. All right. So he's, he's in the thick of it. Just I would agree with Why do you listen to the show? Are you, are you a podcaster? Are you a streamer? You, how would you find actually, it? Actually, I stream. Uh, I lived in Delaware, New Jersey for like seven years. I retired from military from New Jersey and moved okay. back home. So I've been listening to y'all for probably about 15 years. Wow, man. That's awesome. awesome. Thank you. So I stream y'all every day. Thank you. That's awesome. Appreciate and it. I have been what, and I did enjoy y'all's Camp Alpha Hunger and the YouTube. Oh, that was awesome. Awesome. excellent. Cool. Well, thanks, and Jason. congratulations for Thank your you. Hall of Fame. Awesome. All right. Y'all have a beautiful day. You too, man. Appreciate you checking in. I will do the license plate yeah, thing, too. Yeah, me too. If I see the plate before, <clears throat> before I've even seen him drive. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll make some sort of a, of a quick assessment. Oh, well, I can expect this out of that person. Yep. Well, you know, we, we've talked about making the assessment on what they're driving a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, oh, yeah. And you know. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, here are a couple more examples of uh, when people instantly judge others. This one says, when you make your political stance, your entire personality. Oh, my God. I hate that. Absolutely. Um, another one says, uh, chewing with your mouth open. I like this one. People that say they have OCD when in reality they don't. Uh, I don't necessarily judge people for that, but when somebody <laughs> says they're OCD, more often than right, not, right. they're not. Right. It's you know, like, they, it's they're like, just saying I have a quirkiness about me and I'm, I'm very clean or whatever it may be. You know, All the I mean? people who ask for gluten-free that don't really need it to be gluten-free, they hop on trendy restrictions. Yep. Uh, here's another one. It says, I judge people for displaying the Confederate flag. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, hardcore. As soon as I see that, I have a quite a clear thought about that person. Uh, another one, not using your turn signal. A lot of these road-related ones, yeah. we get them all the time. Yeah. You know, people are, are definitely passionate about drivers. Uh, let's see. How about the second somebody tries using something like astrology to explain <laughs> away their crappy behavior? If you're if you're looking for if you're reaching to astrology for excuses, yeah, any type, any attempt to excuse crappy behavior yeah. is someone I'm going to have an, an issue with. Uh, let's see. We only got time for. All right, how about this one? Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning, God Jukes. Good morning, Mike. All right. So you immediately judge someone for. Pulling up to the Wawa gas pumps, fueling up, and then going inside for a half hour. <laughs> so I, I understand what you're saying. And so, like, if I go to, a, whether it be the, the, the Wawa or, or Sunoco or whatever, and you, they have the Mini Mart there, I, I will get the gas, and then I pull into a spot to open up that pump. I, Unless, if I... If I'm, 
I immediately judge them and think they're the biggest pedophiles. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. And you're right. Nice. They are pedophiles. I will, I will do a judgment call. Yeah. If, it's, if there's nobody, if there's no. if there's ten pumps that are open, Agreed. I'm going to pop fine. in to grab my, you know, grapes, cheese, and, yeah. and cheese, uh, uh, cracker thing they have or something right, real quick. But but you're not going to go in and put a, put together a catering uh, thing. And, yeah. and I'm definitely not. If I, if I see, like, there's only one or two open yeah. slots or three maybe, then forget it. I will, I will pull ahead yeah. and find myself a spot because I don't want to be that guy. Right. You know? I mean, if it's so. empty, you can go in. Yeah. Listen, we're not supposed to judge. You know, you shouldn't uh, immediately judge people, but we're human beings for crying out loud. <laughs> and a part of our thing is to make sure we're bringing these pedophiles out into the light. That's right. part yeah, yeah. of what we need to do as a responsibility. <laughs> Every time someone does something you don't agree with, right. they are a pedophile. And so Ted Lasso says curiosity over judgment. So yeah. when I see somebody doing something that I don't agree with, I'm just curious as to why they're such an a-hole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Be curious, not judgmental. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, thanks for your calls. We appreciate that and all your texts that came in. We do need to take a break because I collected some stories that I think you might want to hear about in the form of the Bizarre File, which we will get to next. Stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Listen up. Some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This is, I, I think, one of my most favorite guests we've ever had in the studio. And we've had everybody from John Travolta to Richard Gere to you name it. We've, yes. had, we've had so many people that we've had on this show. What What's is going on? Why is it playing? I'm playing something in the... Um, okay. Bio. Anyhow, but when, when we had him by the, in, in our studio, I was... It was such a great conversation. He's such yes. a positive guy, and he really sees, and like Sarah does, you yeah. know, the, the opportunities uh, uh, that can that can be placed in front of you. They may you may not see it first, uh, but he's got a kids' book as well. I love this. A new children's book that is called Daryl's Dream. You know him from Run DMC. Please welcome Daryl McDaniel's to our show this morning. Daryl, man, good morning. Hey, what's up, Preston? What's up? Steve, it's good to be back in a place to be. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, I, you know, I want to lead by um, telling you again, as I said in, in this setup, by, by uh, how much I got out of the time that you came by here for a visit. 
and uh, not expecting oh, everything that we heard from you and, and about uh, positive outlook and making the best of things. Uh, and, and is that right. part of the reason why you, you, you decided to maybe reach out to, to kids and, and, and put this book together that you have called Daryl's Dream? No, no, no. It, it really wasn't part of the plan. That's a great question. I mean, um, you know, even when I came to the visit, you know, People with me for the last 40 years, everything that I've presented, you know, creatively, musically, and artistically, just happen to have the ability to, um, you know, inspire and motivate people and make them even see the best qualities and the greatness in themselves. So that being said, um, all of y'all know me from when I got out of high school, made it to St. John's University, hooked up with Running Jay, and then walked this way with Aerosmith and my Adidas to tell the world how tricky it is. Right. But if you remember, when I, yeah, you know, if you remember when I first came out, my first rhyme or my first single, even before hip-hop albums ever existed, was I'm DMC and the place to be. I'll go to St. John's University since kindergarten. I acquired the knowledge. After 12th grade, I went straight to college. So for the last 40 years, everybody has known Daryl McDaniels, DMC, from Run DMC, King of Rock, Walk This Way, even most recently, up until now, with the thing I spoke to you all about when I first visited you, you know, um, my, my mental health issues, um, my, my first book, my other book, uh, Ten Ways Not to Commit Suicide. Yeah. So what had happened was this, guys, um, 95% of what I do when I'm not on stage and when I'm not at a comic con, I go to schools and speak. And I, you know, I just go into the schools and I tell the kids my story. As is, like, the same way I speak to y'all is the same way I speak to kids. So that started with high schools. I went to the high schools. Yo, what's up, y'all? My name is John McDaniels, your mother, father. Look, I've been around so long, your grandmothers and grandfathers know who I am. And I love the story. So those teachers was like, oh, my God, Daryl, that was wonderful. Like, I was speaking to schools and the attitudes of the kids about school work, togetherness, honesty, um, you know, integrity would change. So then the high school teachers and educators told me, you need to go to the middle schools. So same thing. I went to the middle schools, same way. Same way I speak to y'all, spoke to them. So those educators and teachers was like, Daryl, you got to take this to the elementary school. <laughs> so I, for the last 10 years, I found myself speaking at kindergarten and sixth grade elementary schools. Wow. And they would say, yo, the attitudes of the kids would change and this and that, you know. Because the kids, they have a different perspective on what hip-hop is. They think hip-hop is negativity, disrespect, gangster, cuss words, getting high, shooting, like all this other stuff. And I go in there and I tell them the story about, you know, how DMC, a mild-mannered Catholic school kid that got teased, bullied, teased, bullied and picked on because he wore glasses and got straight A's and loved comic books, not only became um, a um, rapper, but I became the king of all rappers. So those teachers basically said this, Daryl, you need to do a kid's book so you can reach more kids with this message. So because of the educators who appreciated my little assistance, along with them and the parents, because the parents and the teachers, they tell the kids this every day. But I walk in there, and even if the kids don't know it's the king of rock who walks his way in his Adidas, mm-hmm. they heard my music in video games. They heard my music in animated features and cartoons. So when they find out that, oh, my gosh, this is the itch tricky TikTok, man, mm-hmm. over, guys. I got him. No, that's, that's cool. <laughs> and the, the... You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, no, and, and kids, listen, the, I was, there's, you know, some stats have been coming out over the past couple of weeks of, of like, you know, horrifying suicide rates in elementary school yeah. age kids. And and uh, there's been, you know, in a, in a time that's difficult to begin with, to have all the stuff that's been foisted yeah. upon them over the past couple of years, uh, reaching out. This book couldn't come at a better time. Yes, so all, all the teachers and parents are saying that, and it's funny. I go in there and speak, just like this, when I came and spoke to y'all. So when it's time for q and I'm talking about this is kindergarten and sixth-grade kids. The one, the one thing that they say is very important that you said that is feelings and emotions is dealing with the mental. After I speak, you would think they would say, do you know Taylor Swift or do you know Justin Bieber? You know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> do you know Cardi B? They say, no. DMC, how did you feel when you got teased, bullied, and picked off? How did you feel when your mother and father told you you could go to the movies? How did you feel when you found out you was adopted? How do you feel about being a foster kid? So what I'm realizing is um, through my music, through my art, through my creativity, I can come and communicate with the kids on a highly mature language, but I'm talking to them in the, from their situation, their classrooms, their homes, their backyards, which for us adults, um, Preston and Steve, is no different from when we leave the house and go to work or when we go into our social setting. Isn't it so it's very important that you said that. Isn't that amazing that you have kids, elementary school kids, coming up to you with questions that are that Life oriented, you know, and it's funny, Daryl, because and we we did talk to you about your, you know, your your comic book and superhero, um, you know, uh, fascination yep. growing up, and and you talked about being picked on, yep. and for so many kids and for so many people, those superheroes, all a lot of them have troubled pasts and issues that they had to overcome. Oh, yeah, you know what's crazy? It's crazy that you said that. The reason why, one of the reasons why I started my comic book company was um, Rick Morales, um, one of my chief editors, he looked at me and said, yo, D, man, you're really a superhero. And I was like, what are you talking about? He looked at me and said, yo, most superheroes are adopted. Or most superheroes have, have a situation where they lost their parents. Then he said, most superheroes are awkward. Most superheroes got anxiety. You know, Tony Stark was an alcoholic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So all of the, when I was growing up, I related to these superheroes not knowing I had everything in common with them. And I think that's what's important by my book. When I go tell my stories and I say I got teased, bullied, and picked on, the kids look at me and they're marveled because they look at me now because I go to the gym, you know, I'm walking in the classroom looking like Thor, but then I let them know. No, I said, no, when I was younger, I was just like you. These kids need the opportunity to have presentations conversations and dialogue from where they're at now so they understand it's okay to, you know, it's okay to have problems and it's okay to have help and everybody goes through it. Most of these kids are like us adults. When something happened to us, like when I found out that I was adopted and a foster kid, oh, I went to go, oh, I'm the only one on the face of the earth. But then I found out there's a million other people just like me. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the that's one of the reasons why my, my music on Preston and Steve was able to affect y'all so much. When y'all saw Run DMC and Master J, y'all really didn't see celebrities. Y'all just saw we were great, yo, these guys rock. But most people was like, man, there's something about that guy, Jay, I can relate to. He's like my cousin or my uncle. Man, there's something I like about that quiet guy, DMC, who turns into a banshee when that microphone comes on. So if I can represent to these kids 
the same way I represented to you, President Steve, I think we can make this world a better place, especially coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's three things going on that's affecting all of us. And I'm like, yeah, I got to go to, to, to the kids because they got the potential. And another thing, the younger generation got the ideas and solutions that can solve all the bull crap that we are going through. No, you know, this is, again, these, these sort of points always resonate. We talk about stuff like this a lot. And I, I remember telling you, Preston, about uh, there was a, a, a special on Charles Manson. I'm mm-hmm. not saying, you know, they, they found footage of him as a kid and they found footage, you know, pictures of, of this little kid. And you're looking at here is all the potential in the world. And then his, his mother was, you know, a, a junkie and all of the stuff, all these things went on. And, yeah. and and so there that road that's going to lead him to to horror and lead his victims to horror is is a path that need yeah. not have been taken had someone yeah. interceded, right? We can we cannot. I, one of the things that um, all my music, um, even the, the books I wrote as an adult, talking to other grown ups going through mental health issues, anxiety. I'm a meth addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a food addict. I'm a gambling addict. What I'm trying to do now is start at the beginning to let every individual, every life know your situation doesn't define who you are. I think this world, the government, you know, even sometimes in the medical field, in the therapist area, you got to push the damn of Sigmund Freud book to the side, push the Bible to the side, and talk to the person. Who are you? What you've been through? Where you want? What you want to go through? My book does two things for these kids that will hopefully solve a multitude of mental health issues that attack us when we get older. Two things. You are okay just the way you are, and whatever it is that you want to do and be, it's okay to do that. You don't have to be a great rapper, and you don't have to be an athlete. If you're a dude and you want to put on a tutu and you want to go do ballet on the stage at Carnegie Hall, go be the most gangster ballet dancer in the history of ballet dancer. <laughs> So we got to have a confidence about the things that we like to do. And, and you know what got me through? It was all mental imagination. You know, um, um, Albert Einstein, the smartest man in the history of the universe, he said imagination is more important than knowledge. He didn't say knowledge wasn't necessary. He said imagination is more important than knowledge. So here's my secret how I conquered the world and how I was able to get back to finding out Daryl's okay as Daryl. My whole career, President Steve, I was just pretending to be like the mighty Thor. Right, right. I mean, we, we talked about this. We... Yeah, yeah, son I... of Viper, son of Odin. Son of Odin. Son of Odin, <laughs> Odin Thor is. He got a father named Odin. He's from Asgard. He got a brother named Loki. He got a hammer. I saw that and said, in this world, in my universe, I can, I'm Daryl. I got a brother, I'm, a brother named Alfred. My father's named Pyfrey, and I got a mic. So 35 years ago, I became son of Pyfrey, brother of Al. Mm. He my mother and runs my pal. Mm. It's McDaniels, not McDonald's. These rhymes are Daryl's. Those burgers are Ronald. I was so confident I dissed Ronald McDonald's. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it, man. Daryl, you, you, you spoke about going to schools and, and speaking. Um, how, how does somebody set that up with you? How, how could somebody make that happen, an, an educator that might be listening right now? Okay, contact E-R-I-K-B-L-A-M, Eric Blam at AOL.com. E-R-I-K, 
B-L-A-M, Eric Blam at A-O-L, com, and I will come and speak to the kids. In the meantime, everybody can, everybody can get the book wherever books are sold or go to Amazon.com slash Young DMC. You call me, I will be in the place to be because you need me. Man, the book is called Daryl's Dream. You are an amazing person, Daryl. I could listen to you for, for hours, and, and I can't wait till someday when you make your way back through Philadelphia and, and we can have another heart-to-heart here in the studio because you're an amazing person. Well, I'm going to come. I'm, I'm definitely going to come in person. Um, I'm going to be coming to Philly in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be visit, visiting the rec center there. Nice. It's an amazing place in Philly for artists and creators and educators. So when I make that trip up there, I'll give you a heads up, and I'm coming in to see y'all face-to-face because I miss you guys. <laughs> I miss you, man. <laughs> All right, Daryl, good luck with everything. The book is Daryl's Dream. Amazon is where you can get it. Have a great weekend, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Keep rocking, guys. Keep All right, rocking. you got it. Daryl DMC McDaniels. I'm telling you. Good guy, man. He's something else. He is. He is. I, I just, I, I can just sit back. I was at that whole conversation. I'm just smiling, listening to him. But yeah, that kind of outlook is just fantastic. When he was in the last time we talked about, I mean, his alcohol consumption was, oh. it, it would, it would kill a horse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact that he came back from that. And but I love that connection to the superhero stuff, the fascination with the misanthropes, with it, with the you know the mutants, if you will, from the the, the yeah. uh, X Men, and that how it all fed into who he is. Very I cool. I think about his you know as as Thor, the microphone with yeah. his hammer. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's excellent. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, we ought to take a break and be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. Nickelback. Metallica. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal. Veteran owned. Visit jdog.com. A sports bra has sparked a renewed debate over hunting in Germany. After it deflected, a hunter's stray bullet may have saved a woman's life. The victim, uh, police described as a 41-year-old woman on vacation, was struck while she was on a bike ride with her husband about 45 uh, miles east of uh, Hamburg. The cyclist had unwittingly headed into an area where a wild boar hunt was underway, and uh, the rifle fire and the uh, woman f- the rifle fire happened, and the woman felt a sharp pain in her chest. The metal underwire of her bra deflected the bullet, wow. leaving her with just a nasty, That's amazing a nasty bruise. Yeah, uh, the body of a young wild boar was found in the uh, suspected line of fire, and police believe the bullet rebounded off the animal before striking the woman. I didn't realize the well the, the the wire support is that thick that I would I gotta believe is it, it was, like rebar it had to have been angled at such where it was <laughs> yeah. already heading offline you know a little bit and so then like just dr- caught it and it's like an Iron Man bra uh, the hunter had been identified and was being investigated on suspicion of negligent injury a man with an antenna permanently affixed to his skull. And who identifies himself as a cyborg has spoken of his life and beliefs on a visit to Curtin University in Perth. Ah. Uh, British-born Neil. We Har- are ready to transmit. <laughs> we are ready to transmit. 
Uh, British Board. This is Central Control. British Board. This is Central Control. Neil Harbison is a self-described cyborg activist who had the antenna implanted in his skull over a decade ago by an anonymous doctor in a bid to, quote, hear a wider spectrum of colors. He said, I tried to find a doctor. What he heard was more people calling him an a-hole. <laughs> and you got, do you see this the picture of this guy? Yeah, this is legit. And that's not even a good antenna. He said, I tried to find a doctor, and it was difficult because I had to talk to a bioethical committee, but the committee said that it was not ethical. So then that I had, was my skull. So then I had to find a doctor willing to do the surgery anonymously, and I found one in Barcelona. Yes, this is where uh, Marissa was just. Right? Yes. Uh, Hello, little girl. Would you like an antenna on your head? Mr. Harvison said he believed the antenna allowed him to perceive the color spectrum beyond human vision, including invisible colors such as infrareds and ultraviolets via sound waves through vibrations. I would not get that. This kind of antenna looks like you ever see like a dangler fish that has the thing that loops over its head. Yeah, the angler fish. Yeah. Right, yeah. It looks just like that. You're right. right. I would put a little tiny antenna straight up from my head with the little ball on it. Okay. Uh, the I ant- thought about like this. a little smiley face thing. Well, like a like a, a or a globe. Know, the classic alien yeah. antenna out of the skull. The antenna picks up the light this frequencies. Is this is what he said. The antenna picks up light frequencies, and each light frequency goes into a chip, and that then vibrates. Then this vibration in my skull becomes sounds in my inner ear, so I can then hear the different notes of color. He said, for me, color is this new sense. It's not a visual element. It's not an audio element. It's a vibration in my skull. It is an independent sense. According to Mr. Harvest and the antenna's internet... Dickhead. <laughs> the antenna's internet connection allows him to receive colors as well as images directly into his head. Dickhead. <laughs> Via external devices such as cell phones and satellites. He, ident- he identifies himself as a cyborg. Well, not a human. Can you get that on your license? <clears throat> he said, I don't use technology and I don't wear technology. I am technology. Oh. And it's the feeling of being technology that also makes me feel like a cyborg. You make me feel like a natural cyborg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You make me feel like... Sorry. <laughs> That's a different song. It is. Yeah. That should make me feel like dancing. It is, but I couldn't believe I actually got that high because I didn't think my register could go that high. Me either. You're high on life. I am high on life. Uh, This is messed up. A 77-year-old man has been mauled to death by a group of wild boar. There was just a boar hunt in the earlier story. Yeah, while walking his dogs in the Italian countryside. Sicilian Salvatore Renato. There's a go for a walk, a poppy. Um, Don't worry, it's nighttime and the boys are going to sleep. uh, Was reportedly bitten to death after trying to defend his dogs as a charging boar approached them in the countryside. According to. Sometimes they'll dispose of bodies and give them to. uh, They'll eat them. Yeah, they'll They'll eat them. Flat out eat them. According to local police reports, Salvatore's wife was with him at the time of the attack and sustained multiple injuries while attempting to save him. I'm a wild boar. She said, uh, My husband put himself in the middle of the animals to save the dog. uh, In the middle of the animals to save the dogs. At this point, the boars jumped on top of him, and there are no words to describe what I saw. I'm devastated. Following Saturday's attack, the Italian agriculture lobby issued a stark warning about the dangers of wild boar and said the uncontrollable spread of the animals was cause of a national emergency. This is a crisis. The uh, population of free-roaming wild boar, which can weigh up to 150 kilograms, I guess it's around 300 pounds. It's about 3 million pounds. Is thought to be on the increase, and in Britain, recent surveys show the population of the animals has doubled in places. They are dangerous. So in large groups... 
at that weight, they can take down a man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's, uh, that's very disturbing. And then uh, finally, I have so many good stories. Uh, you're, you're killing today. You got two wild boar stories. Let's end with this one. A man in uh, Guangzhou. Guangzhou. Has refused to tell doctors how a 25-centimeter-long plastic cylinder was in his hiney after <laughs> recently undergoing a complicated operation to remove the thing. The foreign object was, have a cylinder in my was so deeply lodged that doctors at the again? first affiliated hospital at Guangzhou's University of Chinese Medicine had to remove it by cutting into his abdomen. Oh, man. The flashlight-shaped object with a two-centimeter diameter was extra- extracted after a two-hour-long operation. The patient, surnamed Kai, uh, did not disclose why the thing was there. Uh, Sun, I prefer not to talk about it. Sun Feng, one of the doctors at the hospital, said in the report that uh, in his entire 10-year career, he's only seen two such cases. The last one involved a chef who had a large cucumber. Oh, my God. But I fa- hope that didn't end up in a salad. The family of the patient said that the plastic object may have been shoved during an argument at a bar. So I believe that it didn't really... What happened to just punching a guy in the face? Right, you know? The good old yeah. days. Before you... <laughs> Jam things in a dude's bunghole. Wow. That's harsh. All right, and there you go. That is what I have for you in uh, the Bizarre File this morning. So we're going to break. Ooh. We're going to come back in a second. Ooh. Ooh. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoot. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. A go-getter like you never stops learning. ODU Global offers online undergraduate classes with around-the-clock support and individualized advising. We'll help you transfer your credits, finish your degree, and take your career to the next level. ODU Global, the boost you need for bigger things. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Flyers lost their 13th game uh, last night. 13. 13. 13. 13. They tie or break the uh, the the team record. Uh, they broke it. They broke it. Yeah, they broke Fran- two records franchise, in one night. Franchise record. They uh, most losses in a row for the franchise. And then uh, yeah, Keith, yeah, Keith Yandel did the thing that he did, which is an amazing record. Yes. Um. So uh, that should be lauded, and their losing <laughs> yes. futility should not. So we're we're going to talk to Yandel, and we'll laud that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but today we're going to go with the futility thing. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, we were off air discussing. Uh, Longest losing streak that you've ever been a part of. And I'm, and I'm sure that there are people listening who have, as a kid or maybe even as an adult, played on a team that never won one single game. Yeah. I have. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. We'll probably, get our stories and then we'll get yours. Probably surprising uh, considering my my acumen on the field. Yes. But, uh, I, yeah, I played on a baseball <laughs> team. It was the Yankees, Steve, and uh, we were 0-15, 0-16. Oh, man. It was my first year going from Little League to uh, where the base paths get longer. So we went from like, I think it goes from 60 feet to 90 feet yeah. or whatever. And uh, most of the guys on the team couldn't make the adjustment very well. And uh, yeah, yeah we just, it was it was game after game after game. And I, I was thinking about this last night with the Flyers. Like, 
How yeah, how do you keep your spirits up at all how? when you are how? losing this much? Because in Little League, it was devastating. I feel bad for not only the kids, obviously, but the coaches, too. Because oh the coaches probably just want to see their kids. Well, there's that, that great scene in um, in Parenthood. <laughs> yes. They, yes. They haven't won one <laughs> yeah. single game. It is the last game of the year. <laughs> and they finally win. Kevin makes the catch. And Steve Martin just goes absolutely <laughs> berserk. Yeah! <laughs> just freaking You would have thought, yes, it was yes. a perfect game. Well, actually, oh. the converse situation, as you know, that, and that, it, but just to, as a, as a, a fun fact here, uh, I was up in New York on the fills, and we were ah. undefeated. That's all right. So okay. you were yeah. the opposite. We yeah. took all your losses. Right. Yes. And, ran and with so them. <laughs> next time, Nick, when you play Little League, just come up to New York. All right. Uh, Nick, I wonder if, uh, you know, in, in the Flyers' case, the fact that the paycheck still shows up and clears and everything, if oh, that sure. helps at, at well, all. Yes, but you yes. know, the truth of the matter is, we've said this many times before, they are legitimately in it because they they love the game, they want to win, I'm sure there's a bonus structure based in some way on oh, yeah. wins. Yes. But I think it's not just, oh, I got my, at least not for most of them, oh, I got my paycheck, oh, well. Like, you think about it, they've been playing this this sport for how many years? They, they, are they want to win. They want to win. Oh, I know. Oh, and their future depends on it. Yeah, right? how, absolutely. How do you, whether it's the Little League or, uh, the, the you know, the majors, how do you, <laughs> what do you say? Tonight's going to be different. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, obviously anything is possible, yeah. but that, that it's a tough nut. Well, it, listen, I played on a football team where uh, in the league, I think you needed at least 13 children on the team in order to, like, you know, field the team. Yeah. And we didn't. We only had 12. And maybe it was 14. We had 13. Whatever the number was, we had one less. So we still played the games. But before the first kickoff even happened, you knew you were going to lose. lose. We, we forfeited. It, it, was, it, was, an, you, it was an automatic forfeit. How so, do you get jazzed? So, well, you can't get like one kid from another team. You know what? It's like that's but, what they what they do in the leagues now. It didn't matter though. We still went out there and played. What the hell are you, you doing? Know? Are you out there trying? Yeah, we, we still went out there and played. <laughs> and, come here, come here. What are you? Do? Are you out there trying? <laughs> the thing is, we didn't even. Um, win a game anyway. So it didn't matter if we had to forfeit or not. So it was we, like a we, scrimmage. Yeah, well, no, no, it was a real game oh, with, uh, you right. know, real, you know, referees For and you guys. quarters and... <laughs> You know, no, I mean, yeah. it, you know, scrimmage is different. There, yeah. You know, there are no quarters and, right, right. You know, and all that stuff. But um, I want to say, like, my buddy Kevin, who, uh, Kath, you know from college, he had uh, stitches in his hand, and we... He had to he had to stay on the field because we only had eleven kids in this particular game, mm -hmm. and he had to stay on the field. And but he had he had to stay way 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 away from the play because we needed at least eleven kids on the field at once. And he had stitches in his hand. He had stitches in his hand, so, so he, he had wasn't, to be careful. He wasn't okay. uh, actually allowed to play, but we needed to put eleven kids on the field. Oh, I got you. I got you. All right, we're, we got loads <laughs> oh. of calls. I, I didn't know. It's a defeating I, thing. Chuck, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Chuck? Well. I we're literally in the midst of the worst losing streak I think my kids ever had. He's a varsity hockey player, and they're 0-15. 0-15. Oh so, Chuck, do you, do you have any words of wisdom that you impart? How do you help mitigate the depression of a 15-game loss winning streak or losing streak? Uh, just go out there and do your best. Right, right. <laughs> night right. after night. Stop, Stop trying. How many games in the season? 
Uh, 16, they got, oh, wait, this is the best part. They automatically made the playoffs because it's a small league. Oh, man. <laughs> they have lost 15 games or it is in the playoffs. That's a punishment at this point. Like, they got to keep it, it going. They're still in it to win it if they're going to the sure. playoffs, man. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. And and your, your kid. Your kid's the goaltender, man, oh, on a hockey sucks. team. Wow. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, yeah. Well, he just, we, we check, we, we count his save percentage. That's what we're looking at. Well, Chuck, is, have you talked to him? Is he under the perception that he's supposed to usher the puck in or re- re- reject it as it heads towards it? It's more of a, I, I, I told him, like, Maybe you could help out the team by, like, hex-stalling it and trying to get a goal yourself. (laughs) why not? I like that. Yeah, why not? All right, thanks, Chuck. Good luck with everything, man. I hope you guys win in the playoffs. Uh, Let me go to Marcus next. Hi, Marcus. Good morning. Dad Zooks. Dad Zooks, buddy. All right, so you had a horrible losing streak. Right. So I was the wrestler, and uh, they, they convinced me to join. They said I'd be a good weight class. They didn't have anybody in my weight class, so we'll teach you how to wrestle. You know, the coach said that. And, and I'd invite girls out that I tried to impress. I lost 20 matches in a row. Oh. Um, and it was basically just every day a kid's ball sack in my face. Yeah. For yeah. And not even for pleasure. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then try to talk to a girl, try to get her to you know, have a nice little meeting afterwards. They, I'd invite her. Oh, and, Marcus. And the, coach, the coach would just look at me and go, Marcus, you, you got to do better. We're, we're a family here. And, uh, well, I excommunicated myself out of that family. I was just, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I, so, yeah. I was just giving the wrestlers Gatorade. That's oh, my God. What, what and wrestling, is a, it's a solo sport. Yeah, yeah, it's, everyone's it's looking at you. you. Yep. Marcus, oh. what was your mindset like after the 16th loss? Like, When did you start thinking, all right, this might not be the sport for me? Uh, I guess after the 16th ball section. Yeah. Uh, 16th ball section. Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah. you are quite the yeah, connoisseur of ball sacks. Steve, 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 this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> Let me spit this nut out. Oh, my God. I, uh, oh my God. I, I don't think I like wrestling, Coach. Yeah. Yeah. I, Mark, I'm sorry you had too much blood. ball in your mouth. Ball no. 31 and 32 started to... Uh, that Russ, you're exactly. That's a, that's an even worse scenario. So Preston, you have you can have a team yep. sort of buffer your loss when you're it. it yep. You're the whole show. It's even worse. Kelly, who was on a team sport. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Kelly. What's your losing streak story? Well, I'm involved in roller derby. Well, mm-hmm. I was prior to the to the pandemic, mm-hmm. and we haven't played since 2019. We we won some games in 2019. Uh, but prior to that, for a couple years, uh, uh, the team that I was on uh, was on a losing streak for at least a couple years. Wow, a couple so of years where you never won. Yeah, yeah, we would play like you know at least like eight or ten games in a season, and and yeah, there were a couple years where mm-hmm. we just weren't winning. Some of them were close, some of them weren't. But never, never, you had a zero win season for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's That's tough. I, he, yeah, I don't know. You get frustrated. I don't know how you could go that long and just not say, "I, right, I'm leaving this sport." Yep. We, yeah, we. The thing is, is with roller derby, it's it's a uh, uh, it's a worldwide sport, and there's a lot of calibers from very high to very low. And we kept playing because we just love it. I mean, we're not paid for this. We we do sure. put you- on roller skates and. 
get beat up because we actually enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he, uh, Kristen Herman, our former intern, now you know at, at Ben, she. Uh, she, yep. she thanks Kelly. She was uh, she was killing it out yep. there. Ginger Vitus was she her did. Uh, derby. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, let me go to okay. Yeah. Let, now here you go. Here's a here's a losing streak for you, gang. I'm going to go to uh, Frank. Uh, Frank. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right. Your losing streak story. Um, so when I was in high school, uh, freshman year, I was on the varsity team of bowling, and from freshman year to senior year. We didn't win a single match. What wow. not one for four, four years. years. <laughs> Even before that, there was no wins. I mean, we were close, but we weren't winning. And we weren't bad. Just the teams we played were better. Oh. You know, it's it's sort of the converse, again, with my, my Little League experience with the Phils. A, we the team won all the time. But B, I was stuck out in the – there are different ways to sort of – feel that sort of dead-end feeling in a sport. Yeah. I was out in the outfield. I never saw any play. Yeah. If you're if you're bowling and you just you keep trying and you just don't succeed, it's got to drive you crazy. <laughs> uh, when I was uh, young, uh, Thank you, I, first with you guys, uh, I got a phone call saying, hey man, do you want to play softball? Right. I'm like, yes, I do. 21, 22 years old, something like that. Drinking afterwards, we're all about it. And, and so a whole bunch of us went and joined this league in Radnor. We were all, you know, somewhat quasi-athletes in high school and college. And so we thought we had a, a real shot at this. A, we had too many kids on the team, right? We had like 18 kids on the team. So nobody actually got to play their position for too long. And we were entirely outmatched. And we lost every single... But it, it, it what sucked is... We going into this thing. We're gonna win this. We're you know this, this one. We're going this to win number seventeen. Uh huh. We got this one. Yeah, we got. I mean, not only did we lose every game, but we got smoked every uh, single I, I, game. We I, left that league. Like like in Hoosiers. <laughs> what, if, what, what if Gene Hagman just said, "I'm not seeing it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not seeing it. Uh, I will go to. Let's see here, Meredith. Hi, Meredith. Hey. Good morning. What's up, Meredith? Uh, so I was on a high school tennis team for like three years, and for the whole time I was on varsity because we, like, say uh, a high school tennis team needs like at least seven players. You know, you got like three singles and two doubles, and like we only really had like six or seven players at a time, so we ever really had a full team. <laughs> and so I was always on varsity, and the worst thing was uh, the reason why we were bad most of the time was because. Um, all of the seniors who were actually like somewhat good kept graduating, so we kept having a constant flow of people who had never even held a tennis racket. So anymore. you so, you kept you kept losing your best players. Yeah. So eventually, I became first singles, which is like the supposed to be the best player. And basically, the best player on the worst team, and we won maybe one game, like the three years that we played. One game in three one. three years. Yeah, it was, it was kind of sad. Like the only reason I. I can't even like remember when it was. But there was Meredith, do you remember when you won that game? I'm surprised it's not burned into your brain. Was there a massive seizure? Was there a celebration? What happened? You won one game. Oh yeah, practice the next day was great. My because um, <laughs> like the tennis, it's hard because like wrestling, like the other guy said, it's, it's all on you. You don't really have anyone else right. to blame. Right. Right. Um, and my my dad at the time like knew that it would beat me up pretty bad. So he's like, you know what? Whenever you win a match 
I was a little overweight at the time, so tennis was good for losing yeah. weight, too. So he's like, whenever you win a match, I will get you a donut. Donut. Whenever you win a match, I'll get you a donut. I think that, that's yeah. the... Uh, that's the way Serena Williams uh, was great. Called. Thanks, Meredith. Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, I gotta go to this call. We we're talking about the Flyers. They tied or actually beat the the, the team for losses thirteen in a row last night. And there was a shining moment in that, and we'll yes. get to that in a moment. But uh, I'm gonna go to Steve because this sounds interesting. Hi, Steve. Good morning, sir. Good, good morning, guys. How you doing today? Doing great. All right. So you were part of a, a hockey team, right? Yes, sir. I have the dubious honor of being one of the first goaltenders drafted to the 1986 Omaha Lancers of the United States Hockey League. Okay. Uh, nice. We, we went 0-48 our first season. No. And, oh, and, it was, and 48. And, yes, wait, wait. It gets better, guys. It gets, it gets better. better. All right. The, the losing streak was, was 0-53. Uh, it went into the next season until we they beat the Des Moines Buccaneers 7-6. to uh-huh. Okay, now, in all fairness, I was only there for the first 12 games. Uh, this is great, right? Um, my, the coach, um, his name is Let, was Les Gall. He wound up, I, I, I literally walked off the ice. Uh, he had us skating, like if you're familiar with hockey drills. Yeah. There's things called suicide. You know, sure, yeah, you yeah. go from line to line, back yeah. and forth, you yeah. Got it. Uh, he had us per- pretending to play air guitar. I'm not joking around. I threw my stick and walked right off the ring. I wound up playing in Canada. But I swear to God, if you look it up, number 29, Steve, for the Omaha Lancers, 1986. Oh, and 48. We're going to check right. on that, man. That's that's pretty cool. But, Jeez. I mean, I'm surprised that you sort of um, went back at him for his training techniques because they were clearly working. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I could do a great Jimi Hendrix. No. Oh, that's great. Steve, thanks for sharing, man. We appreciate it. Did you? Hey, did your hockey career go anywhere after that? Playing about three levels under the NHL, but I mean, hey, it was a good time, right? Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's really cool, man. All right, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys, have a good one. (laughs) Bye bye. Oh, and 53. It went into the next season. Oh, my God. Well, so I just pulled up uh, some of the longest uh, losing streaks in North American uh, sports history, and the Sixers lost 28 in a row. The Sixers own the first and second longest losing streaks in the history of the NBA. Whoa. But that that 28-game losing streak uh, spans two seasons. What season? What what, what year? That was 2015. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. I remember that, yeah. And then they also have the second longest losing streak at 26 games, so. Uh, wow. Oh man, go Philadelphia! Brutal. Brutal. Wow. Yeah, Philly's had a rough run, man. You talked yeah. about the goal, the 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 Phil, the the Phil. Phil's have uh, over ten thousand losses. However, we've had less riots due to major. Let's look sports at the plus here. Victory. Yes, there yeah. have been since since fewer championships. Fewer riots and destruction exactly. in the city. Uh, I think we need to look at the shinier oh. things here. All right. Well, anyhow, thank you for your calls. And listen, I'm sorry those of you we didn't get to go to. There's some great ones. We're on hold because there are loads of calls of people who had zero win seasons. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, well, tomorrow we're going to have Keith Gandalon of the Flyers. He broke the Ironman record of the NHL. No small feat. That needs to be celebrated. It's a record that yeah. has stood, I think, since 1986. Yeah. When uh, listener Steve had his, uh, <laughs> his glorious run of 0-48. Coincidence? Uh, no, I think not. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. 
Hey everyone, it's Kathy Romano. Spring is here. Now let's get that ponytail ready for the chopping block for Kathy's Cuts. We're supporting Wigs for Kids and helping children look themselves and live their lives. Donate your hair to Wigs for Kids on Monday, May 1st. Go to PrestonAndSteve.com. Make sure you meet the new minimum requirement of 14 inches of hair. Then make an appointment to join us on May 1st. You'll receive a new short hairstyle by the amazing stylists at Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler and Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Donors will also get refreshments from Duncan, a Kathy's Cuts t-shirt, and a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. Don't wait. Go to PrestonAndSteve.com to sign up. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Nick just pulled up the Urban Dictionary definition of I've forgotten some of the particulars. There are particulars involved in that. Do your your own good today, so. Oh, there we go. There's our 1920s music. All the kids on the college campuses love belting. This one young lad seems to be having a wonderful time. One young lad. This lady's not so sure. Showing these black and white examples of people. Oh, man. At the end of the day, it's a couple of rounds of pop and back to the campus. Uh, my, my daughter follows, you know, all kinds of uh, YouTubers, and there's one that she and I absolutely love. We go back and watch it. It's this guy takes old uh, coffee advertisements from the 1950s. Oh, God, they're great. And breaks those down. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you would have thought, like, having... Bad tasting coffee was the worst thing to ever happen in oh, a yeah. household. Oh, and TV commercials used and, to make that case all the time. And, and, and of course, the antiquated roles of men yeah, and women right. at that time is just hilarious to watch. There's one uh, where the guy is literally spanking his wife for making a bad pot of coffee. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. I think I've seen that one. <laughs> and then, the, then there are other ones. There, he also goes through these uh, old... Um, uh, social training videos yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, of how to uh, to be you know socially correct and stuff like that, and if you want to be popular, and it's so funny to watch those old old videos. First, approach the young lady and ask, "Are you a fan of belching?" <laughs> uh, should you bring your own straw with you? Is it's it... always advised. Uh, love this music. Well, listen, uh, I, I do have uh, I, I do have a, a social thing to bring up here, or a relationship. Doesn't thing. have to do with felching, though. No felching, yeah, yeah. no felching involved. Um, hang on a it second. Doesn't. What is this? It's just funny because the the twenties music that we were playing yesterday wasn't actually twenties music, and we got a text from somebody who was like, "Hey, that's I didn't play that during the uh, uh, Battle of Gettysburg." <laughs> but th- today, yeah, they this, said in this text... Yeah, they said, history nerd here who was uh, bordered by the Civil War music. I love the new 20s jams. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. We appreciate that. No, I, uh, this is an email. Now, this may go nowhere, but I, I right. just I at least want to try this out. Should people keep listening? Uh, yes, okay. because I think they can help. I think right. that there's this some advice that may, may be able to help us out uh, in, in our relationships. And, oh, uh, wait. What? Are you now the helper? No, I'm not the helper, dude. So listen, this is, I I don't even know who this came from. It was sent to a whole bunch of different people. Uh, B. Weston. Um, And so the the subject line is a comment on life's learning process. Okay. All right. So this says the things that some guys often miss to their disadvantage. All right. And they go on to say an example, women and their feet. Women and their feet. They write, unlike men. The average woman just loves to be barefoot. The feel of the wood floor, the carpet, a rug, warm grass, 
Uh, they seem to just love the tactile sensation. And the savvy husband who gives his wife long foot rubs, it can just provide great benefits. She releases you for more golf, cooks better, talks less, <laughs> is what this person says. Talks, talks less. less. Shut up, honey. And sometimes the foot rub will lead to a uh, My Hero front rub, the classic male goal. A hand job. Um, but it can take just uh, it can take as much as seventy years of living and observing to catch on to this. Oh, stuff. shut up, woman! Uh, some guys never do. So what it made me think of was: Is there something? And this goes for both sexes. Is there something that your partner, a little thing, an easy thing, can do that's not necessarily sex related? Because that's too easy to go to to, okay. to enhance your relationship to get to to maybe. Uh, if maybe, you want to have a couple of extra hours to maybe do as you, if you're on the golf course, yeah. perhaps do this. Yes. And in other words... What is a simple thing that your partner can do so that you will return with a... Um, I, I don't know how to how with, draw. With not talking as much. Well, I mean, with a... Uh, what can I with a benefit do to, to them? get you to shut up? <laughs> Rub my feet. Sweetheart. Will I rub your feet? <laughs> if I rub your feet, will you shut up? <laughs> um, <laughs> is just like- I just rubbed my, my, uh, Claire's feet. The, the, she was on the on the couch. It was over the weekend, and she was she was loving it. And I did it for for a good amount of time. It is it's one of those things that you do that just says I care. Yeah, and then also those things that you know. Um, I think ultimately it's good to put these things into sort of your. If you're if you're asking, would you mind if I did this? There was that foot rub. Go right. ahead. Right, right, so right, that's right, what we're looking for, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And then, and it can go both ways for guys too. Is there something that uh, the uh, uh, your significant other, the woman in your life, could possibly do for you that in turn will uh, will have you return a favor? Uh, you know what I mean? This so, is Bambi. Uh, bringing her into the bedroom. <laughs> bringing her into the bedroom now. <laughs> so I mean, like, like Rochelle loves any kind of a massage, a yeah. foot rub, a, a neck massage. Do you ever walk on her back? Back massage? No, no. I would, I would, I'd feel that I would hurt her if I would do that. So <laughs> probably right. Yeah. Uh, but but I, and I don't do that enough. I need to do that more often. I don't like giving those rubs. Believe it or not, my hands get cramped up pretty easily, really? and I'm I'm out pretty quickly after that. So, um, yeah, I I do give a good foot massage and a foot tickle. You know, do you like to get your feet massaged? I, you know, what's funny about that is I never really think about it, and and anytime I go for a massage, I'm always like, yeah, just uh, you know, back and shoulders. That's that's all yeah. you need to do. And front. And then when it when they start doing the legs, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I forgot about this. Oh my god, yeah. this feels fantastic. <laughs> So I don't know. It's not. It's not really uh, top of mind. But, All right, but I do like a good foot and leg rub for sure. But I didn't know if there was anything. And of course, our phones suck. Suck. Something's they wrong suck. with that. Yeah. When you do any of these things, um, I think the attitude you have to take in, and it sometimes requires a little bit of conscious effort, is I'm doing this in a selfless way. That's I'm the not, best way. I'm not doing this to then be rewarded later. You know, like I, I'm not, I'm not giving the foot rub because I want to go yeah. out on the golf course. Right. You have to do it thinking I'm doing this to give. Yeah. But, 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 
you do enough of those in a row without any sort of reciprocation, then you're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, how well, about why am I doing the effort? It's, yeah. it's, it's little bits of um, uh, selflessness. Selflessness go a long way. And so, the, you know, it's just, um, it, it, what is it? Like just putting a little uh, change in the piggy bank, right? Yeah. Like you're, and you can cash in on that later if you want. But the intent, I believe, has to be selfless in order for that cash to be reciprocated. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you, you, you do it for the right reasons and then... Um, you know, it's, you should want to do that anyway. Right. And then if you do that, yeah. uh, then naturally you hope it'll come back yeah. to you. Nick, it'll how come many back mis- to you with your husband telling you to shut up. <laughs> how many massages will you give? Oh, shut up, woman. Um, <laughs> how many massages will you give before you start to get a little bit like, uh. When's it my turn? Yeah. Uh, I, uh four or five. Halfway through the first one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Steve, I'm like you. Like, if we're on the couch together, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do the foot yeah, rubs, yeah. The foot rubs, and like the, the back rubs, and like, uh, so I don't mind doing that at all, and I right. like doing it, right? It's, it's, but, but yes, in the back of your mind, at some point, you're like, wait, I've given like five of these in a row. Yeah, when am I, am I going to get do, a do, foot do, rub? Do you have a big dry erase board? Yeah, yeah. honey, uh, check these out. Uh, yeah. I'm up five. I nothing. see thirty-one <laughs> foot rubs up there, <laughs> and you're still blabbing. But I didn't ask for any of them. <laughs> you're still blabbing. Yeah. How come you haven't blabbing. shut up? How come you haven't <laughs> shut up? <laughs> Why are you Does that go up on the tote board? When I hit 50, you're Helen Keller. Do you hear me? (laughs) If you didn't ask, if if none of those were by request, do they even count as like, uh, you know? Also, be honest, though, and and try to remember all the things that, that, that she's doing for you. That's you know, the, thing, that like, the yeah. wonderful things as well. And always make sure that you, uh, like Claire does the laundry in the house and, and, you know, does all that stuff. And I always say thank you and, and thank you for doing this. I really appreciate this. Just because it's, you know, you have to, it's a give and take, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, I've uh, as far as like chores go, I mean, yeah. I've got mine. She's got hers. And, and that's, you know, like the trash is all my detail and, and uh, laundry. Well, we do you ever massage the laundry? We, we split the laundry, but uh, she does the, the more than I do okay. for sure. Uh, but um, so here's some here's some uh, texts that are coming in uh, that kind of fall into what I'm saying. Uh, this one says uh, scratching my back is one that can be done. Another one says scratching my head. Oh, oh, scratching. Yeah. I love the head scratch. Scratch and a snuggle, somebody else says. Whoa. Rub and a tug. A rub and a tug. No, I, I, those are too obvious. They're too easy. I right. want something outside of that. Something that's different. I know what you're going yeah. for. It might be hard for, for people to think of those things. Well, scratching the head is a good one, right? Yeah. 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 Um, let me see here. This one says, simple tip. Just remind your partner you're an iron worker and that they're a pussy if they complain about anything. <laughs> That's great. Uh, this guy says, I love when my wife plays with my hair. It puts my brain at ease. So... It's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like ASMR. You just kind of go... Uh, yeah, a head rub is different than a back rub. Like, there's... and, and It uh, is? It is. But, I mean, like, the sensation, the feeling, like, the the... The level of relaxation, like if you get a good back rub or a good back massage, there's something really physical about it. If you get a good head rub, like to me, that's that is a little more mental. Like that is like uh, a, a little zen, like. Yes, there's something wonderful about it. Those, those, yes, absolutely. I, I now because my head is, you know, I'm bald. I, I feel. Do you get a head massage when you go to get, a, like, if you visit a massage therapist? I'll pay. I'll pay like people uh, who are living alleyways. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I, that's on the street, what right? did he say you want? <laughs> I offered you a Hummer. You want this instead? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she was a massage therapist. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. I want to go. What did you say your name is? Lottie? 
I want to go to UJ. That's what it says here. UJ? Yo. What's up, man? You're on the air. Gazooks. Listen. I'm listening. My my wife passed away. Hated. Hated foot massages. Okay. So I never got one. So what happened? Okay. Hated back rubs. Never got one. So what what did you do did you do anything like this to to curry favor with her your your deceased wife I I tried to do it and she would hate it Hmm. that doesn't that's not good No, no I mean, it wasn't it wasn't good at all You don't no. want to force a tickle on someone No I didn't want to tickle her I she hated tickling as well All right but I just uh Did she hate you <laughs> She probably hated you. <laughs> No. Aww. Go ahead, UJ. But anyway, she passed. Okay. So I recently met a uh, a nice woman, and she was kind of leery about her feet. So not that I'm a, I got a foot fetish, but uh, she said, "Oh my God!" She said, "I didn't wince. You know, I didn't I didn't shudder." And I said, uh, "Well, I guess you must like it." She said, "Yeah, it wasn't bad at all." So. That is hey, a bizarre exchange. When yes. I'm getting, oh my god, I didn't win some pain. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. I naturally assumed you were going to torture me with I your, did. with your. I didn't double over in pain. Oh my god, yeah. wow. I was about to call the police. Yeah, and yet it worked out well. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm glad saying. you found love. That's I, good. Uh, love the toddler theater that we did with Pulp Fiction. Um, Do I we have that? that? I think this is the one. All right, here we go. Have you ever given a foot massage? Don't be telling me about foot massage. I'm a foot, love foot master. You get a lot of them? Yeah. I got one technique done on everything. I don't be tickling or nothing. Would you give a guy a foot massage? You. <laughs> he, goes, he wants to say massage. He says massage. Massage. All right. So here's a text. Clinical psychologist here. It says we all have different love languages. Yes. That connect to this conversation: acts of service, physical touch, Look. words of affirmation. Gifts and quality time. I've heard of the seven love languages. I think there's seven. There's a five. All right, five love languages. They added two. It's well, yeah. There's uh, (laughs) felching is the sequel sequel. and piglet. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, listen, if you ever end up in couples therapy, uh, the five love, love languages is a good book to learn and to know and, uh, okay. helpful. All right. What do you know of it, Nick? Cause I, I just have seen. Well, I'm divorced, Preston. <laughs> so, you're still trying to figure that out? No, I mean, it, it, listen, it is, it's a great way to communicate with your partner. Um, and, and you find out what's important to them that you might not know otherwise. And it is, it, it removing sex from the equation. Like, talk about stuff that isn't physical and find things that... How about them fills? That resonate. <laughs> uh, for me, Steve, sure. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, um, my... I mean, to be perfectly honest, my ex-wife didn't really care about sports. Yeah, yeah. And it was something that we didn't bond over and right. my girlfriend loves sports. So it's like... This is something that it, it's little things that bond you that go a long way, and these are the love languages. That's true. I you know? can see... Well, um, it allows you to appreciate the things that draw you together. Yeah. Because it had to be there from the beginning. And like we've said many times, like when you're hanging out on the couch with somebody and oh, loving yeah. that time, that's, that's everything. That's everything, yeah. So to be able to do that with somebody that you trust and can be open with and all that kind of stuff, that's one of the love languages. All right, so what are the what are the little things that you and your significant other, that your wife, your husband, whoever, bond over? I mean, uh, 
like Rochelle and I, I'm trying to think of, of like those those little awesome things that are just like just for you and me. Right. We have you our know. own language, basically, a, a whole set of references that only she and I would would get. Like it, our, our in our jokes, our things, our references. And we often say people outside this marriage would not understand what the hell we were talking about. Right. And that's kind of fun to have that. Yeah. Because it's an accrued set of experiences that you can reference in shorthand yeah. that no one else would ever get. Well, we have that, too, yes. here amongst us. And, and really close friends do, too. Which and is, we massage which is each cool. other's feet. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> and we felt from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. and Fridays. Not all the time. You, you need to keep it special. Right. Uh, hang on. Let me go to, uh, I'm going to go to Michelle here. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. It's me. Listen, my husband files my big toenails for me. Oh, wow. With an industrial file. I, um, With an industrial file. Why doesn't he just use a belt sander? Right. Yeah. Well, because, my, because as you get older, it runs in the family. Your, your toenails get harder. So it's harder to cut. It runs in your family. You guys have thick toenails? Yeah. Okay. And, and another thing, and we take a bath at least once or twice a week and... I get a hair wash, a professional hair wash by him. So you guys get in the bathtub together? Yes. And he's six foot, I'm five six, and we have one of those, not the call tubs, just a regular normal tub. Like, I don't have a sunken tub or nothing. And you guys get in the tub together? Yep, he gets in first, I get in front of him. He has his beer, I have my wine, we light candles, and I get it professional. And he bought me a hair thing so he can comb through the side. That's adorable. That's really are cute. Yeah, that's listen. That's what you got to do. You got to take care of each other. That's what keeps the marriage going. All right, wow. and everything's good. Do you do what? What other special things do you do for him? I do everything. I I, I do everything, but put his medication pills in his mouth. <laughs> you do everything but that. What the, his, I his medication pills I do, in his I, mouth. He's like he. he have to do anything. I'll put his underwear out, his socks out, his uniforms for work. Uh, I do everything, but he works. He's a, he's a, do you put his underwear on for him? Like, no, I don't put him on for him. I don't take him off for him. Put your, put your left foot in. He works all day. He yeah. works he's doing a lot of overtime. And I'm only working once a week. And matter of fact, Nick, after I talked to you guys last week, I picked up a job. Oh, oh nice. very nice. Yeah, Congratulations. We get e- I get emails all the time. People are looking yeah. to hire you. Email me. It's pissing me off because I only work one. I work one I day a week on Thursday. I know, but keep in touch with me because I get requests for your services. Okay, well I'll keep in touch with you. And yeah. Well, maybe you should keep in touch with Nick. Yeah. She, yeah. 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 But I don't want to bother you, Nick. Please. No. 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 People He's... want. People want to hire you. So please keep in touch with me. Okay. Well, I gave you all my information. I don't know how else to do it. No. Well, he also did, wants he... to take a bath with you. You have to yeah. reply. <laughs> I, I do reply. The people don't get back to me then. Okay. Or we'll, we'll talk offline. All right. All right. All right well, hang on. That ain't your problem. That's mine. But you know what? But thanks. To, I was trying not to call you. I said, oh, let me give But I can't help that, you know, when you come up with these good conversations, I got to get in there. All right. Real quick, though. I, I am curious. You lay out your, your husband's uniform. What, is, what does he do? Well, he's he's, he works in drag. He works yeah. in drag. Bring it down and yeah, put it up. You know, because every day he wears a uniform. <laughs> no, wait, I could, I couldn't hear. What, what does he do? He's a machinist welder. Oh, by a machinist and welder. That's right. I remember you I told Tuesday us. Tuesday is your Dolly Parton, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah no, no yeah. That, that's uh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that, it sounds like just the bad thing alone sounds I very wonderful. Lunch every day, his lunch is 
made every night, and he goes, he takes a little bag, a pamper pup bag, with his stuff to work like a little school kid. All right. Okay. What's but, what's his preferred lunch? Well, he we have big sandwiches. Oh, nice. Sandwiches yeah. for lunch. That's crazy. Take it outside the yeah. box. Yeah. Ham and cheese, okay. imported ham. What are we talking? We're talking that he loves turkey, but turkey, ham and cheese. Huh. Sometimes I'll grill them, um, whatever. Like, I had a grilled ham and cheese for breakfast with chips, so I was... Wait, listen to you guys this okay. morning. That sounds nice, Michelle. Grilled ham and cheese All and right. chips for breakfast. Nice. Yeah. Now, you, guys, you guys are awesome. Thanks for taking oh, my well, okay. You're anytime. awesome. Anytime, Michelle. And All good right. luck with right. the, the employment. All right. All right. Thank you. Again. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I wow. can to meet her. They take showers together. Yeah. They take yeah. baths yeah. together. I don't know if I'd be down with that. I can't do that. Maybe a hot, like a hot tub. We have a hot tub, right? Yeah. If, when, if it's big enough, I need right. some space. Oh. But yeah. Do you ever eat sandwiches in the hot tub? I don't recall ever eating sandwiches in the hot tub. It's probably getting before. Of course. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's the, I mean, the, the, the water's already warm. <laughs> hand in hand. Just put it in. Yeah. <laughs> Meatballs floating everywhere. Do um, you ever see Deuce Bigelow? Dude. Uh, no. I know. Why would you? Right. But the pimp is always eating in the hot tub and there's tomatoes and stuff floating. <laughs> uh, let me go hang on a second because Kelly wants to talk about the five love languages. Hi, Please. Kelly. Good morning. Hi. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Kelly? Okay, so I don't know. Did any did, did anyone call in and actually talk about the the five actual love languages? We no. didn't get, we didn't get it specifically laid out. Do we you had, have that information? We know that seven is butthole. <laughs> we had we had a <laughs> we had a, a clinical psychologist uh, check in and and name them. But uh, no, you you go ahead and tell us. Sure. So so the reason so I'm I'm in a I'm I'm not married yet, but I'm I'm in a relationship now, and we talk about it all the time because. The, the five love languages, I think, really kind of define how you give love and how you receive love. So, as like, like they said, so it's words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. So, personally, I receive love. So, when, when I feel that my boyfriend loves me most is when I'm getting quality time with him. So, when he carves out time to spend just time with me. However... I don't give my love that way. I give my love with physical touch. So it can, we can sometimes butt heads when huh. if maybe he's giving love by giving me words of affirmation, like he's saying, oh, you know, you're beautiful or we should go do this or something like that. Like, so are you saying, if I may say, Kelly, so you're saying you're, you, it, the languages may not sync up exactly, right? Like, for example, you have different ways of expressing different things. And, and, and maybe exactly. interpreting them, interpreting them too, right? It's like if, if he's saying, "Oh, I'm going to fold all the laundry today," and and she's going to be so thankful, and of course I'm thankful for that. But like to me, the way I accept love is, I would rather spend so much time with you than than you, you know, run around and do all these chores. Today. You know what I mean? So it to me, it's a real, it's a, a, a conversation that should be had very okay. often. No, that's a that's a really, really good idea. It. Like, I have an yeah. example, like, I, I on, on occasion, on you know, on the weekend, I'll I'll get up and, and we're both just, you know, kind yeah. of uh, shaking the cobwebs away, and I'll make Rochelle a cup of coffee, and right. she'll be sitting on the couch, I'll bring it over to her, and I'll get a, aw, you know, like that from her, like, oh, thank you so much, you know, and I'm like, I just made you a cup of coffee, you know, so she's receiving, yeah. she's first husband used to do this. <laughs> <laughs> She's perceiving that as a love language. And you have to understand I, what it means I to her. I am giving it as just a, hey, I made you a cup of coffee. You know, which exactly, is exactly because that's not your love language. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely because gift giving is. Have. You guys know how bad I am yeah. at gift giving. That's not my expression of love. You have to realize what it means. So, yes, that, that makes that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, I bring somebody a cup of coffee every single morning, and he doesn't say, aw. <laughs> but, but, That's true. And I'm not just giving him a cup of coffee. Oh. Yeah. I'm I'm giving him a cup of, of how does love. He, how does this person <laughs> reciprocate? Doesn't even say, well, Does he the, only, the, only, the only way he, he reciprocates is like sometimes if I Does didn't put enough feet? coffee in the cup, I'll let me know. Oh, he'll criticize you. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Wait, does he really? Or I will make a horrible face when it tastes bad. I'm like, this sucks, yeah, man. As, as if I made the coffee. You didn't make didn't the coffee. Know. That's why I know it's okay to criticize it. But By you the get way. him coffee sometimes, too, right? Never. Hey, um, <laughs> the coffee today, I mean, how was it? Is that maybe that's not the way Preston that's shows? That's not how he shows, shows love. love. No, he clearly he, he shows just a cup of coffee. He shows love by keeping you away from coffee. He shows love by keeping me employed for the last twenty four years. Okay, so criticizing yeah. how much is in his cup. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> hang on a second. I had an important question. Okay. It was when different. somebody makes coffee in right. the kitchen. Who is it that when they put the the grind thingy in, they turn it to the side? Who does that? I know what you're talking about. It locks it into place, and it is unnecessary. There's a handle where you, where you put the grounds, the coffee grounds yeah. in, and, and you just slide it in, and the handle is supposed to stick straight out. Somebody, so I always put it in straight, straight, and when I come back, it's to the it's side. To the side. Wait, out. but why don't you want it to lock Cause out? Because it, you, you, you need to slide it in and out. You need to take it in and out once regularly. once it's done brewing. Yeah, let it It will unlock once brewing. it's done brewing. Yeah. What are you talking about? Once, once you hit the mm. button to brew, I no, no, got no, no. into a, a tug of war with that freaking no, thing. It is locked. It is locked from the front two case. When you hit, oh. when you hit the button to brew, if the handle's going forward, it's that's, locked. That's a function of the brewer. It will not allow you to pull the filter out when no. it's brewing. But still, keep the handle in front. Keep the handle in front. Uh, All right. I, I, so I, the it's, way they did it on the uh, American Prairie. So it's nobody here. All right. Uh, anyway, I, I'm look, looking at the clock. Oh, yeah. We're doing Fox Good Day today. Do, yeah. we, oh, do okay, we need yeah, to take yeah. a break now? We got to take a break now. Okay. All right. So listen, I I wasn't sure if this was worth talking about or not. I think we learned the five languages of love. I think that is an important conversation. The way our last caller put it, it's one to consider. So, Denial, acceptance. No, that's grief. Oh. Uh, that's how you handle grief. It's totally different. Uh, words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, acts of service, and it's important to know how to what, get your mate to shut up. What you perceive <laughs> as your love language, uh, how you express right. love, and how you receive love, and that's a, that, I never it's thought very about nice. that. Yeah. Yeah. It I might sound this to you, so you would <laughs> shut up. Yeah, <laughs> it might sound hippy dippy and ridiculous, but it, it can actually work. Okay. It can save. Uh, a marriage. You can yeah. save a relationship. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so can foot rubs, apparently, from yeah. that email yeah. that started and this whole thing. Up. We're going to take a break. Be back in a moment. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work? Just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. And the B-File is brought to you by Shock IT. Protect your business IT infrastructure now with shockit.com. We'll begin with this. 
Cheese sticks. Well, they're just cheese sticks. But the owner of a uh, of the DA, of Dago Joe's food truck, Dago Joe's food truck, uh, chose to differentiate his with an odd menu description, and it says they're battered like your wife. No. So he's he's on the all menu. about being PC on the menu. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, a potential customer tipped off a local news station. This is in Detroit, by the way. After uh, searching the Dago Joe's website for a lunch option, the mozzarella cheese. Are listed alongside other side options. The description says not just breaded, they're battered like and your wife. God. And remember, even drunken Irish people love it. It says, uh, with your choice of sauces or ranch dressing. Yeah. Uh, looking for an explanation, a reporter caught up with uh, Dago Joe's food truck uh, Tuesday afternoon. Owner Joe uh, Shimana explained the My men- Shimana? Uh, the menu describing uh, s- description saying it was just a joke he said we're not joking about battered women he said we're joking about the battered mozzarella sticks right uh, Shimana also explained he should be a lawyer the way he argues his case that the cheese sticks were sold out uh, by the time the uh, news station checked in with him you they- got to try some of our abortion potato fries yeah oh my god Delish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, while they remain- second trimester abortion potatoes <laughs> While they remained untouched on the truck's uh, website menu, the words, uh, like your wife, had been lightly colored over on the menu posted to the side of the truck. Uh, Shimana says the words previously covered up by something on the side of the truck, but the covering was no longer there. He said most people get it. He said we're fun. We'd never condone anything like that. Here, have a lazy Mexican taco. All right, so the NYPD has begun cracking down on people who sell churros in subway stations. Churros, there you go. I love churros. It's Mexican. Yeah. Uh, they, they're my favorite. That's one of the only reasons I like going to uh, um, to BJ's or, uh, is that what they say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they have the, the churros. Costco, that's where it is. The churros and the uh, the soft chocolate chip cookies mm. are right under the uh, vacation listings for yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, Taco Bell doesn't have churros. They have uh, cinnamon twists. Oh, okay. Uh, They report that uh, several women have been arrested or ticketed by cops for selling crunchy pastries inside the city subway system. One woman said that uh, after she was arrested, cops confiscated her churros, took her to a precinct station, and then ate them in front of her. (laughs) How could you not? What would they do with hookers? They're so good. Yeah. Uh, she said they take the churros, saying they need them for evidence, and that they will return them, but they don't return them. She what are, said, are churros are corn based? Uh, n- no. Um, what, what are they? What are they made out of? The actual churro matter is it's it? a dough of some yeah, sort. Okay. Uh, flour. Uh, flour. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Look up a recipe for churros, yeah. uh, Marissa. Anna Alvarado. Uh, said when they get to the precinct, whoever wants one grabs one, and whatever's left they put in a black bag. Uh, she said she's been arrested seven times in the last two and a half years. Can't she work out some sort of deal? But she continues to hawk the snacks to feed herself and her two sons. She said that once she gets arrested at one station, she has to move over to another one. So what do we have? In, uh, it's water, sugar, salt, vegetable oil, flour. And uh, yeah, sugar, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Cinnamon, of course. All right, take about the flavor. So it's a I don't know what's base. in it, but I love it. A cross-dressing bank robber, dubbed the Mrs. Doubtfire Bandit by police, is on the loose in Southern California. Surveillance video taken inside a Santa Cruz bank Friday shows the sashaying suspect wearing an ill-fitting, dirty blonde wig, black frame glasses, a gold locket around his neck, and carrying a tan purse on his bended arm. And he's kind of a big dude, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the suspect is further described as approximately 25 to 35 years old, about 170 pounds, five foot five, with a dark complexion. I mean, he's kind of... Chunky. At least he, he looks maybe like, he's wearing padding. I don't know. Looks like Roseanne. Um, police say <laughs> the man was 
Uh, the man first prowled around inside the Rainbow Bank around 2 p.m., possibly casing the bank. When the employees contacted the suspect, they were surprised to see that although the suspect was dressed like a female, he was actually a male. He then left without any crime being committed, but at 3 p.m., the U.S. Bank was robbed by a similarly dressed man who used a note but no visible weapon to demand money. No one was injured inside the bank, so they are looking for this guy. They think that he's going around from place to place. I wonder what, what the uh, tellers are told as far as protocol. Simply a note? Threatening a weapon is yeah, enough? Yeah, it is. I mean, there's they, they don't want to... Uh, Prove you know, it. Well, they don't want anybody to get hurt, and usually right. that's that's kind of the protocol of that. Uh, and, you know, I guess most bank robbers end up getting caught. Yeah, anyhow, so. I would slide a note back saying, I don't believe you. Right. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. All right, and then finally we'll end with this. A new Islamic fatwa in Turkey has decreed that Muslims are allowed to use toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fatwas at Costco. Uh, the Directorate of Religious Affairs for Turkey stated that the use of the material for hygiene is acceptable, but water is preferable. Islamic teachings traditionally state that followers should use water to clean themselves after going to the bathroom. The set of rules for how Muslims should receive the, relieve themselves called the uh, Qadah al-Hajjah was established in the times before toilet paper or toilet seats were invented. Okay. Use of the left hand or three stones was also permissible. So it's like um, De- Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. Yeah, the three seashells. Three seashells. Yeah. Who knew that was Islamic? Uh, the code also states that followers should not speak or read while on the toilet. Well, I'm done for then. And should enter with their left foot and leave with their right, speaking a prayer. Uh, the new announcement stated, if water cannot be found for cleansing, other cleansing materials can be used. Even though some sources deem paper to be unsuitable as a cleaning material, as it is an apparatus for writing, there is no problem in using toilet paper. Is it okay to scour lobster tube? Uh, that, m- well, defecating. I don't know. Okay. Uh, last month, the Directorate of Religious Affairs has also relaxed rules on around uh, the use of uh, products containing alcohol as long as they are not consumed. They said hand sanitizers and other similar products used for hygiene products are now uh, halal. Yeah, that okay. is very halal. 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 <laughs> halal. halal. Uh, is anyone there? <laughs> I would say this. Uh, well, right, that's a, it's a step in the right direction. Yep, that is your bizarre file. Right. Right. I mean, there seems to be some sort of contention here that Taco Bell does indeed have churros. Are we back at that already well, after we've just learned that they... That, that, that now they're allowed to use toilet paper? I've never seen them. I'm on their website right now. Um, apparently they do, but... Did not... somebody contact you? Or... I, I saw people uh, on on, on uh, the text message board saying that they do. But, I mean, right now I see caramel apple and pinatas. I see cinnamon twist. I love their cinnamon twist. Cinnamon done delight. Uh, cinnamon bun. The cinnamon twists are like little bitty churros. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want a full-blown cranking churro, you got to go to like to a fair or to Costco or to... Yeah. You know, street fairs always have those. Yep. With the, uh, what do they call them, Zeppelin's? The, uh, the, the fried dough? Oh, I don't know. The uh, in, in the in the in the baker sugar? Cinnamon stuff? Right. Uh, Zeppelin's, I thought they were called. Uh, is not the sure. name from. Hmm. Um, but anyhow, yeah, they're pretty awesome. There need to be more churros on the East Coast, I think. You find them all over California and stuff like yeah. that. But we need, I wish we they need... all could be California churros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We don't want you to go anywhere, all right? What's new? Glad you asked. Ghost. Lincoln Park. Party. I always got you back. I can make you famous. But 
new music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Trust drilling for a service that's second to none. A free heater tune-up or 10% off water heaters. Ask about their 0% financing offer. Schedule at DillingHVAC.com. A higher degree of trust and dependability. 33-year-old Joe Jonas admitting in a People magazine interview that he gets injections to keep his youthful appearance. Jonas says that thanks to the treatments, he has the appearance of a 33-year-old. Mm. Hey! 24-year-old Florence Pugh, we talked about this earlier, and 45-year-old Zach Braff have quietly gone their separate ways. Pugh says it eventually became weird having a boyfriend who referred to her father as the kid. <laughs> and oh finally, God. Lionsgate announcing that a new Saw movie is on the way. Director Kevin Gretert says those who saw or have seen all the saws will see in this saw scenes they never saw in any saw, including saw. Wow. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. Real quick, I want to throw some love to uh, listener Matt McMillan, uh, world record holder for catching a hot dog in a bun. Yes. Um, he is a, uh, uh, he's a friend of the show now. Yes, he is. And he made a video about being a friend of the show, uh, which is... Outstanding! It is so well done. And uh, Marissa has posted this on the uh, Preston and Steve Show Instagram account. Uh, if you have a minute or so to watch it, it is very, very funny. <laughs> and, yes, this is the soundtrack to that particular video. One of the things I noticed and I love is, Nick, I don't know if you picked up it or not, but your head is significantly larger than oh, yeah. everyone else's in <laughs> yeah. the video. Matt made sure that I was okay with that. I was like, absolutely, <laughs> run with it. Uh, yeah, and uh, Kathy, he apologizes in advance because uh, he used his mom as your body double. So. <laughs> I, I saw the focus at the end. You can see who you are. Yeah. It was Some really cool. Real work went into that video, man. So uh, thank you, Matt. And uh, you should see that on our social media. It's hilarious. <laughs> Nice work, yeah. yeah. All right, um, I wanted to chat real quick. We got a few minutes. Uh, Dolly Parton uh, has refused to be uh, nominated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or has requested. She flipped over the table and stormed out. Yeah. She did. No, no. but uh, she doesn't feel like she's really worthy of a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination, which makes her even more endearing if she wasn't already enough. Uh, but it was uh, an interesting uh, story that popped up yesterday. Um, and it poses the question uh, for those who may be listening: Have you ever turned down recognition before, or maybe, as you were saying, Steve, off air, uh, maybe a promotion, right? For whatever reason that you, I mean, this is your opportunity to to bump up, to either to either move up in in uh, in status or in employment. And for whatever reason, you had said no to it. Yeah, to, to pass on something yeah. like that because her doing this is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR is the number. I have no idea if we'll get any takers, anybody who's listening who have had that occasion. I did, uh, when initially asked to do mornings, morning radio, I said no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they'd initially asked me at Y100 to uh, to come in. They were they were planning on getting rid of the, uh, the current morning show at the time. And I was like, dude, I don't want to get up that early in the morning. <laughs> no. Are you crazy? Way. Yeah. And I, I flat out said no. And uh, 
they sweetened the the deal a bit, and uh, right. a few months later, and I was like, okay, I'll try it. You'd be stupid not to. Yeah. But so you almost passed on it. Yeah. Yeah. I did initially. I was like, no thanks. Yeah. They said, well, double your salary. I said, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Done. All right, I'll do it. I've got a friend that works in TV, and they, um, over the years, period, she's been a really long time, they'll offer her a promotion, and she does not take it. Why not? Every single time. You know why? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, she, you know, she says she doesn't want to be in that position, but she's essentially doing that position anyway. So they're like, hello. But she, ju- I guess she just doesn't want, like, the title of it or the respons- the additional responsibility, even though she's really taking care of it ah. anyway. Mm. Yeah, yeah Kat, it's, I, it's strange. I don't know. I don't get it. I have a friend in a similar, situ- similar situation. Uh, she works for a pharma company, a big pharma company, and they offered her a, a pretty significant bump uh, in salary, but a major bump in responsibility and work. And she's a family person, and it... We've taken her away from her family, and it's it's a tough decision to make because the money offer was real, and and the responsibility. Like when you rise up through the ranks, like this is when you get in a career like that. That's kind of what you're looking to do. But to her, family time is more important, you know, well, so she it, turned it down. It's funny because, like, when I was uh, concentrating on, and it's not exactly the same thing, but it's in the same family, um, concentrating here in Philadelphia. And I'd come from New York. I'd been on air in a couple of stations in New York. Um, and, um, oh, I had so many people saying, why are you down in Philadelphia? You're in New York. It's, it's the number one market. Oh, right, and, I'm like, right. and I'm like, and everyone mm. who told me that, everyone who was in the industry who told me that, and I kept saying, not nice. I'm Preston and this is good. I I feel like something's going to happen here. I mean, I'm working on it. Everyone who was emphatically telling me I was crazy is out of the radio industry now. Well, there's a lot like Mike Jarek and and Karen Hepp were both in New York and came back to Philadelphia. Okay. I was wondering about your friend that that wouldn't take promotion. I wonder if part of it might be that uh, that title might be more inclined to like a revolving door. Like, you know what, they're not as steady. I don't, I don't know. Um, what? No, that, okay. that's not the reason. Right. No. So sometimes you, anyway. you get in a sweet spot at work. And so with that, so if they're just simply going to give you the title and and up your work without additional pay. Yeah, I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what came along with it. I just uh, know that, like, over the years, they've offered a number of times. Right. All right, let me go to this, because Bob is more like the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. Uh, I'm going to go to Bob. Hey, Bob, good morning. Bob! Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, the company I work for, I've been there 29 years. And if you make it to 25 years, they have a week-long celebration and heap praise upon you. Um, Every day they do something different. Like someone, the whole company comes to your desk, and they'll either give you flowers. One day they'll take you out to lunch. Mm. They'll give you candy. Like every day, like there's something different that they give. And it's actually very nice. And then at the end of the week, they give you a check for 250 bucks. Okay. A condition of getting that check is that you have to participate in all of the daily <laughs> events of praise. And I turned down the whole thing. You turned um, it down. What's your reasoning? Yeah. I just, um, for me personally, the, and again, it's, it's a very nice thing that they do, but just the degree of attention uh, is not something that I really enjoy. Um, okay. As I said, they had the whole company comes at your desk every day. And I just was so uncomfortable with that that I had to turn down the whole. So, do you think that caused any? Did that cause any hurt feelings or ill will by you turning it down? Um, I don't. 
I don't get that sense. I, I think some of my colleagues thought I was nuts for turning it down. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm Rockefeller, so the $250 would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there was a little bit of that. But from the higher ups, I don't, I don't really think they cared. Well, I see Bob at his desk as they're standing there, you know, with balloons and stuff, and it's just going, I, don't, I hate all of you people. <laughs> exactly. And like Fred Flintstone gets yelled at by his boss, and he shrinks, and he shrinks, and he shrinks. Right. I, I think I would have felt like that. As, okay. Uh, Wow. I think they've seen a liar, liar. Interesting. You're bald. You're a slug. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Casey, right. you would love something like that. A week-long celebration oh, of you. Oh, yeah. That's what I, I'm all about that. No, you love you love birthday praise. Yeah, and, no, and I don't love praise. Stuff I, like no, that. no, no, no. I love birthdays. I don't necessarily love, like... Do you get uncomfortable when people... Um, it's, it's, I have a perfect example of this, and though I accepted it... Uh, after I had my prostate cancer surgery in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, everything went very well, and then, thank God, still going well. Uh, but uh, I started to get these honors from, you know, like, um, and I go receive for the American Cancer Society, and it was a wonderful thing, and I was only too happy to do it because it would help bring light to the whole deal. But it, it felt like when... And, you know, they'd say my battle with cancer, and I really, mm. compared to what so many other people have gone through, right. it's like I can understand Dolly Parton's thing. It's not it's not linear to that, but I was able to promote things and promote, uh, get the word out about the, the PSA testing and all that stuff and screening. So it did work for that. But I felt, I felt uncomfortable in a lot of those cases saying that I, you know, my battle with cancer, I, I had it diagnosed. I slept through the surgery, and, and and it was at most compared to what like kids in shop are going through. Yeah. it was nothing. Right. You know. All right. Let me go to uh, Tim. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Ed Zooks. Good morning, fellas. Ed Zooks, buddy. What's up? So I was a film student. Uh, University, I probably shouldn't have said that, but um, <laughs> you know, as, take it back. <laughs> as such, uh, you know, they make you take other courses uh, other than what's in your major. So I took a business course. I took macroeconomics, and I took microeconomics. I took them both in the same semester, and cannot tell you one from the other. I had no clue about any of it, but managed to eke out a B and a C. And uh, uh, on my birthday, I got a letter. Uh, inviting me to be a member of the Economics Honor Society at Temple. And I, it's the old Groucho Marx thing. I would not be a member of a <laughs> club that would have somebody as me as a member. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, were, you were just rocking pretty much B's and C's, and they wanted to uh, to bring you into the organization? They, they, I guess they figured if I could manage that, uh, taking both of those at the same time, uh, that, that clearly I must have something on the ball. And boy, they could not be more wrong. <laughs> uh, I can see that. I can, you know what this is yeah, like also? To what Tim just said, um, a couple of times, um, when you have a kid that's going to jump grades, mm-hmm. like early on, I guess I was a superstar in kindergarten because they <laughs> wanted to jump me ahead, and my mom said no. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then in fourth grade as well, that came up, wow. and, and she said, you know, d- there was a, uh, I mean, those... At that point, you're learning building blocks and don't eat the clay. So, so, uh, 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 so that's my level of genius. So, uh, uh, but uh, and so she, they she passed on that, uh, and there were kids clearly far you know smarter who were really rising up the ladder. But I, I remember that as being she caught some crap for that. But I'm glad she um, she did that. Right. Yeah. Now, now, now I'm bald. Well, you also have to consider socially <laughs> how that's going to impact a kid as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. That's something. Sometimes you can pass on that. Uh, let me go to Curtis, who actually took a promotion. Hey, Curtis, good morning. Hey, good 
morning. How you guys doing? Great, man? my man. What's up? I'm trying to hear you. Where you at? <laughs> right here. Hello? Just look at the radio. Yeah. Chris? Hey, oh, I'm sorry. You're on the air, buddy. Tell your story. Hey, I'm sorry. I had a job promotion. I took it, and I lasted about three months. I was a, I'm a carpenter foreman, and they put me in the office to do project managing and estimating. And were you Dude. attempting to take calls on a stapler? <laughs> no, I couldn't sit in front of a computer all day. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you just didn't like it. Oh, dude, I, I, I'm 30 years of running jobs. You know, I build hospitals, hotels, it, shopping centers. Yeah. Curtis, it wasn't Whatever. what it, it wasn't. It, and this sounds very, I get this. It wasn't what you liked. It wasn't what you enjoyed doing. And you're stuck in a room where you were more used to being out and about. And, and I think that's a common thing. A lot of people will look at a promotion and say, hey, you're moving up. And you're like, this isn't what I do. This is what I'm, I'm, I'm into. Am I correct with that? Uh well, we are. We, he's gone. No, he's uh, answering. But uh, yeah, he is. He's answering <laughs> right now. The <laughs> uh, let me go to. Uh, let's see. All right. So Robert had accepted one as well. Hang, uh, Robert. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Robert? <laughs> go ahead, Hello. Robert. What's up, man? Hey. So sorry. I love like a Tom Curtis story or not. Uh, <laughs> so it was. Similar scenario, I've kind of been on this upward grind of I'm a certified management accountant, certified in strategy, competitive analysis, Right. got my MBA from Villanova, and I just wanted to get to the top. And so now I'm a VP of uh, finance and accounting for a biopharmaceutical manufacturing company, and I'm just kind of like, what have I done? <laughs> so I, I do understand as far as people not wanting to take that next step because it's a grind. I mean, I'm working like... 70-hour week, it's, I'm, I'm almost kind of sourcing for a demotion somewhere. Like, can I get into a manager role and just, like, clock in, clock out, be tactical, and, and get out? But it's, um, you know, it's grass is greener, and yeah, money and, doesn't buy happiness, and it's tough. Well, it's and, tough, and that's it. the thing, Robert. You, you make better money, right? Yes. Okay, yes. so I, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, the, the people that... that uh, a lot of times it's a case, and, and and you can you can maybe look at at people who are above you on, on a pay scale and go, man, that would be nice. A lot of times it comes, you it comes with the pay, it comes with the payoff, it comes with 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 working hard, right. a lot of time consumed, and catching crap, and yeah, yeah, and that that as well. So if you can take that on and uh, and make the money and be happy, that's great. It's a great marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's tough. It's a big part, though. You're in 10 hours of meetings, and you have 15 hours of work to do, and it's like, yeah. That's that's when you hop on the stapler and look for another gig. Well, no, I remember when. Uh, thanks, Robert. I remember when uh, when Steve, we were going through our deposition, and we had yeah. the, the law firm that was uh, that was working on our case. And I was talking to those guys, and and we went there. Uh, I guess we were there late at night, or I'd asked them about when they were working till. They were like, "Yeah, we we're here till about 11 o'clock last night." And I was like, "Yeah, really? Well, they were like, yeah. I mean, like loads and loads of work. Hours. Yeah. So you can." 
get that awesome car that you want. You just can't have a great house. You, you just, just can't drive it to yeah, work. You can't really <laughs> take it anywhere and do anything yeah. with it. You know where that happens a lot in law firms is if somebody's trying to become a partner. Right. And if they, in order to become a partner, you have to do those, like... 20 hour days sometimes. I don't know the difference between partner and associate. I mean, and, I mean, I, I, other uh, than your names on the door, do you still work as so, hard? If an associate's lower. A, a partner. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but essentially, I mean, you, oh, yeah, yeah. you're, you're a, a part owner. Yeah. So, like, um, but you still have to work a ton, right? Right. But if a, if a person underneath you wins a lawsuit, for example, they, they pay up the ladder to you. Right. So, so okay. you are making what the law firm is making. Well, Nick, I saw this documentary about this guy. Uh, and he, he, for a while, he could not tell a lie. And he was <laughs> trying to be, yeah. he was trying to be a partner in a law firm. Okay. For 24 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. He had a relation, was, yeah, it was an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there was, he did this thing called the claw. The claw. Yeah. 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 He was a good dad. <laughs> it was an incredible documentary. You know, Preston, where this, and this, of course, we, every once in a while, we have to geek out with our Star Trek fandom for Next Generation. But Riker in Star Trek, yeah. Net was always being offered promotions to the captain's chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wanted to be on the Enterprise. Yeah. And that was it. So, I, and that's another documentary. Stay yeah. where <laughs> if you can. Uh, let's see here. Um, let me go to, and we were talking about uh, Dolly Parton turning down uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, potentially being in, uh, uh, nominated for it. And, and, um, we were asking if you had ever turned down an honor or a promotion. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go to Victor. Hey, Victor, good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Victor? Gadzooks, everybody. Gadzooks to you, sir. Thank you. Uh, I had a job at a bakery about 20 odd years ago, and uh, I was uh, offered a position as a supervisor, uh, manager, night second, second shift manager, and I turned it down. Basically, I see how they treat their uh, supervisors. You're done for the day. You go home. You eat. You shower. You're settling in and whatnot. And then they call you. Oh, we need another, a whole another load. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to run back, drop everything, go back to the bakery, mix the dough, shape it, and then send it to bake. Victor, you should have gone into radio. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> voice. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, that, it's, it's it's stuff like that. As Preston was saying, with that higher level and with the yeah. bigger paycheck comes that responsibility. So yeah. your number's the one up on the in a, in an emergency call. Yeah, and it sucks. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a dance with us though, because I would turn it down. They would find a reason to fire me, and then they would call me back. Or if I would quit, I'd call them. It was it was a little dance, but basically, <laughs> uh, I wanted to give the position to the boss's owner's daughter. Or daughter's boyfriend anyway <laughs> okay all right they, yeah. him. They, they, they they put him in there and they were trying to groom him to take over and i was like you know what i was here i was there before him and they couldn't do anything with him with me there i was in a way so i just stepped aside let him take it all he, right yeah right. his power all right well thank you victor we appreciate it i'm gonna go to a different uh uh take on this i'm gonna go to uh jeff talking about his dad hey jeff good morning hey good morning it how you guys doing? good morning it buddy we're good what's up good good yeah, hey, uh, so my dad, um, he uh, he worked at a place for about, like, 30 years called uh, Educational Testing Services in New Jersey. It was, like, a place that proctored SATs and ACTs and kind of all that stuff. Uh, but he was also uh, primarily uh, a Lutheran minister and preached on Sundays. Okay. Uh, and for, like, 30 years, uh, every couple of years, of uh, educational testing services, he was given the opportunity to, to take a promotion. Um, but his, his constant thing was that he would say, you know, he was committed to God and to preaching, and uh, and that was his primary uh, position in life. And so he just turned down promotions for like 30 years 
because he preached on Sundays. I just, Thirty I, years. Yeah, like I, I could never, never understand it. I was, you know, any raise would have been good for him and for the even, family. Even if, even though he's Lutheran, what if like. He picks up the phone and it's the Pope. He's like, "Come on, man! Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. come on! Yeah, no doubt. Even though he's in but uh, yeah. we're all playing for the same team." Yeah, absolutely. So he just kept on passing it, and it was because of his faith, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, which was great. But, you know, uh, he only had to work uh, the faith on Sundays for them. Yeah, right. Well, Yo, Monday Dad, Friday, been cool. I could use some new shoes here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bro, what are you crazy? Thanks, Jeff. You ever Appreciate seen the Vatican it. City? Yeah. No, no I'll, I'll tell you this, that uh, knowing what you, again, the best of all possible worlds is doing something you love. Yeah. And, and oh, then yeah. I think eventually, because by, by sheer determination and force of will because you love something so much you hopefully the money will come because you excel at it you're hopefully. investing the time in, in it yep. but um if you if you can't get that then you do have to ask the question is the money is the money worth me not enjoying something i'm not you know doing toughest part about that is getting too deep into something and realizing i i don't like this yeah, yeah. you know and i i want to do something else and then you get to a certain age where it's like well i can't you know, it, or it it would be too financially taxing to right. switch gears. Or... And before you know it, you're sitting in a canoe on Lake Tahoe saying the Hail Mary. And yeah. you're to <laughs> but the, um, when you when you start to have a family and you have children and stuff like that, like that really does start to inform your decisions more so than anything oh, yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. Sons yeah. of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you little bastards. Every one of them. Take, 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 take. Get back for crying out loud. Gotta love them. Freeloaders. All right. Um, well, listen, thank you for the calls. We appreciate that. I want to break. We will not be gone long. Preston and Steve on 93.3. 93.3. WMMR. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. 